It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Happy Friday, everyone. It is Sports by the Book. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point Studio. It's a football Friday here on the show. Vinny Maliulos here. Chris Andrews. Cowboy Chris Andrews. Hey, it's rodeo week. Look at this. Ann asked me, is this a special hat? Yeah, Mr. Gone bought it for him. Oh, it's for definitely me. special. That hat. makes it a special hat. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, Look, uh, in, this property is known for having cowboys all over it, Chris. Yeah. So it's listen. it's always a fun time when the cowboys are in the rodeos. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? You know, when you walk through the casino, with a, and I wear it when I'm walking through the casino, not in my office right and all the guys with cowboy hats, they, hello, hello, howdy. I mean, you know, and they just, uh, you know, they, you're one of them. They figure. Yeah, mine's at the, uh, getting steamed. Yeah. Getting- <laughs> Little do they know I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, so anyway, I don't. Right. By the oh, way, you know, rule number one on the hat? You never put it on the bed. I didn't know that. Now you know. Now, I, now, Again, now I'm an expert. Pocket. So now it's it's got the premium spot yeah. right in so the center. So when you go back to root for the Jets with your cowboy hat, you know not to put it on the bed. <laughs> the uh, the green and white cowboy hat with the Jet logo in the front of it. Naturally, that would, uh, would uh would uh confuse a person or two. Also, uh, it's Nevada Day as it well. Nevada. That's right, Nevada Day. Uh, Statehood. VGK will play in an hour. Uh, Statehood, of course. Uh, Vinny, do you know the uh the date in the year that the Nevada was admitted to the Union? Um. It's 1859. Close. I think it's 1856. 1864. 64. Halloween. I think they started the 1864. Uh, yeah, it was on. Yeah, Halloween. They used to have Nevada Day on Halloween. Yeah. Now yeah. it's uh, the last Friday of last October. Friday. Regardless, much better. Yeah, I think it. I think it's smarter. My kids know that smarter. as native Nevada. Of oh. course, our staff. We're all the the born in Sean, Ryan, Jerry. Know. Well, Jerry's not from Nevada originally, but oh, he is. Okay, I'm sure but he uh. Is. Uh, regardless, uh, everyone, uh, they all know. everyone, I, I thought Jerry was, I thought Jerry was a Pennsylvania guy for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Jerry. I, I know I got a Pennsylvania guy Jerry, in my Pennsylvania, right. Pennsylvania, Nevada. Yeah. It's yeah. Easy same difference. Yeah. Same difference. That was like in, in the movie, The Freshman. You ever yeah. seen the movie, The Freshman? Great. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, <laughs> where's he from? He's from, he's from Kansas. No, no, no. I'm from Vermont. Yeah. Same Six thing. one, half a dozen <laughs> of the other. Let's get into it. Apologies, Jerry. Uh, for, for Atlantic and Charlotte tonight. Actually, you know what? Before we get that, last night, guys, uh, Tampa covers somehow against Buffalo. Uh, game lands 42 as well. Uh, Chris, just uh, how, how did that end up last night? Well, up okay. I mean, we, we had uh, pretty even action on the game. It was not a huge decision. I'm glad it didn't come eight because I had eight on the uh, ties win parlay card. So eight <laughs> would have set up uh, us for a very bad weekend. But boy, I thought, and once again, you know, during the game when, when uh, Tampa scored late and, and obviously was going to cover, I kept thinking of uh, one of my old sayings on that other network that I was on, diminishing returns. You have to be careful with that in the NFL, careful of laying big numbers because teams just mm-hmm. so many games wind up being close in that fourth quarter. And, and this was, you know, example A. I mean, really, Buffalo kind of beat them up the whole day. But you now, next thing you know, you turn around and uh, the game 
fell in, and Tampa even could have won the game with a, with a little luck at the end. I mean, if Godwin locates the football, that ball was very catchable the on ground? the ground. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I, I, you know a pass hit the ground untouched. I know it's pretty wild that that last Hail Mary, uh, but Tampa falls short. Buffalo with the win, but not the cover. 24-18 final from a night ago. All right. I, you know what? When these, when we get these standalone college football games, it doesn't matter the quality of the teams, Chris. It does not matter because there's been action galore tonight. This Charlotte is, hosting This Florida is a Atlantic. horrible game. Not a I have a ton of money on it. I, I'm going to have to go home and switch between the, the, the World Series and, and this stupid game, but I got a ton of money all on the dog. Uh, Charlotte. There's uh, more know. money on this game than Michigan State-Minnesota. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. Just, I mean, it's true. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it's, a fact. I don't know, but <laughs> like it, you know, sometimes Michael Gaughan will call me and say, you know, what's going on? I, I said, well, we got a ton on this game. I said, well, that's what the point spread does. Michael, it brings in action. That's, you know, well, it's kind of why we're in business. From six to three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, total also bet up four points. Home dog. to 45. Yeah, home dog on a Friday night in Charlotte, North Carolina, Jerry Richardson Stadium tonight. Yeah. For home, that dog one. And, uh, home dog and over up yeah. to uh, 45 off the 41 opener. You know, Vinny, I, I'm going to use your line here. Which one? You have to book every game. I don't have to bet every you game. You don't have to bet every game. I, I'm not betting this one. That's right. Especially with this move from six to three and a half on uh, the yeah. Owls, Florida Atlantic favored by three and a half at Charlotte tonight. All right, let's, let's move along. I, I see you always get that fun stuff on the, on the solo FBS game on a Friday night. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So we let's uh, get to it. Going rotation number orders. We always do one twenty five, one twenty six. Kentucky hosting Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee actually was the better team in Tuscaloosa for a half. And then the wheels came off mm -hmm. last week. Didn't even cover the number against Alabama, where Bama's done this a few times this year, where they make the halftime adjustments, right. and they look like a totally different team in the second half. They did it to the Vols. Now Tennessee on the road yet again, in division in the SEC. East going to Lexington. Kentucky coming off two straight losses. Three-and-a-half-point favorites right now, Chris. Uh, Tennessee is on the road with a total of 51. Well, we opened this ten uh, Tennessee three-and-a-half. We wound up went, went to four. It got snatched up right away. Now I'm looking at my board here. There are a lot of fours out there. I really mm -hmm. kind of like the four a little bit better. Um, you know, Tennessee, I think they lack a lot of depth. And, uh, and you know, I don't want to go to the coaching thing. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. They lack some depth. And that's why, you know, like last year, Georgia trounced them. You, know, you saw them lose last week to, to Bama. Uh, but I think they can handle this Kentucky team. I, I kind of uh, like the four a little bit better than the three and a half. You know, Kentucky's not really recovered since the thrashing in, in Athens. Not. Uh, I mean, you know, they went into that game with high hopes um, and just they were never in it, really, when, when you think about it. And, you know, suffered the, uh, the second loss in a row. This, this, is, a, this is a rivalry game, it too. Is, yeah. I mean, you know, this, they share the border and a lot of re recruiting ramifications here. Of course, now not only recruiting, but uh, when I say recruiting, that's transfer portal. Uh, you because you, you the, the free agency. So, um, but I, I've not seen a response uh, from Kentucky yet. You wonder if this is uh, if it's going to happen here. Uh, Who has better bourbon? Oh, Kentucky. You think so? Hey, Jack oh. Daniels is ten. Oh, 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 oh! Please, I learned a very. No, it's not Jack Daniels. Is not bourbon. Tennessee whiskey. There's a difference. <laughs> 
He's married to a girl from Kentucky. That's oh, right. I, I, I want to I I I be able up. to get in the house tonight. I lobbed, the, I lobbed that one in for <laughs> Thank him. You. Okay. That's right. Glad you hit it out of the park. By the way, Leah, you're listening. Make sure we replay that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Kentucky, by the way, real quick. Uh, 51 13 against Georgia. 14 0 lead against Missouri, only to get outscored 38 to 7 the rest of the way in their last two games. Mm. So, uh, you know, I love Stoops. I think he's done an yeah, unbelievable yeah, job yeah. in Lexington. There's only so much you can do with the amount of talent that team has. Uh, I tend to agree with you, Chris. I think the four is a better number on this game. Yeah, uh, it's not like I love the game or yeah, anything, but I just think I think the higher numbers. Yeah, I, I think the higher numbers right. I, I don't have anything on this game because I don't I don't trust Josh Heupel. I just don't. So yeah, like I, I said I didn't want to go there. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm willing to, uh, but okay. <laughs> don't don't trust him. Uh, four uh, four mostly in the market, but three and a half behind us on this one. Tennessee favored on the road in Lexington. All right, I want to group these together, Chris. Three ACC games here, all in similar rotation numbers. This is 129-130, which is Florida State at Wake, 131-132. Virginia off of their shocking upset in Chapel Hill late a week ago. Goes on the road to Miami, who finally got off the schneid and beat Clemson last week in overtime, despite Mario Cristobal's best efforts. And Duke, on the road, Riley Leonard played for a while against Florida State, re-injured that ankle, now on the road in Louisville. And on Saturday afternoon, Chris, Florida State's 21-point favorites. Most of the market, 20-and-a-half right now. Miami's 18-and-a-half-point favorites over Virginia, total 48. And Duke and Louisville, you said you got a lot of action on this game. Louisville, six-point mm, favorites right yeah. now. Open Louisville, four, up to six. Uh, I see six-and-a-halves starting to pop up. We're, we're not ready to quite go there yet. Yeah. The Virginia game, just, you know, every once in a while you just look at how the hell did that happen? You know, and I, I don't really have an answer for you. Sometimes crazy stuff happens in the, well, in the world, and especially in sports. And uh, so a lot of money on Virginia. A lot of people were thinking they're going to follow up with that great effort. And uh, money on Florida State. I, I think Wake is kind of, you know, they've had some good years, some bad years. But overall, they hard for them to compete on a yearly basis. And I don't think this is one of their good teams. Looks like the way this Louisville game is being bet, Riley Leonard is probably not going to play, or he's, he's certainly not 100%, right? He left last game, and so I think that's what uh, that's what the number's telling us here. Now, what's the buyback number? Like, what we do, we we look for that threshold. Where Where is that? Now, is it going to be seven? Maybe. I don't know. It's uh, obviously with six and a halves out there, still lingering. Maybe that's what some folks are waiting for. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, though. There always is that threshold. Right? I yeah. remember I had this discussion with Spanky, our good friend, one time. Yeah. He's, you know, guy said, you can't make the number high enough. I said, really? What, what, would you take 100? Well, yeah, I'd take 100. Okay, so we know the number somewhere between pick them and 100. <laughs> but, you know, my job is to find out where that is. You know, you know that's, that's, there you go. I don't think we're going to get close to 100 on this game. And I don't know if it's going to be six and a half or seven, but I yep. think there will be some buyback. Right now, just looking at the ACC as a whole, Florida State's 7-0. Florida State's going to be a favorite in every game they play the rest of the way, mm -hmm. including, including the ACC the title game, title game yeah, which, right. barring a stunner in these next three games, Florida State's going to make it to Charlotte undefeated. If really, we're going to get the initial college football rankings on Tuesday. So we're going to have a better sense of where everyone's at for that. But you guys always put up the prop every single year, yeah. putting group of teams together and we were talking about this before the show. I think there's yeah. there's two lines of the, uh, of the prop that I think are very bettable right now, including the group that Florida State's in, which is that third group there, Chris. Well, you know, you're not banned, and uh, the, uh, <laughs> the counter's right over there. So, uh, 
your action would be welcome. I, I understand. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I think I got decent prices. Uh, I, I think you can make a case for all three. I got, I still have the group with Georgia. Well, Penn State's kind of out of it. Washington, Oklahoma. So Georgia, Washington, Oklahoma. I think, you know, I don't know. Washington has some tough schedule. But I think, you know, I, I think Georgia's going to make the playoffs. You know, I'm not sure between Oklahoma and Texas. Obviously, if they win that championship game, they'll go instead of Texas. Uh, and you know, I think, like I said, Washington has a tough schedule, but I think they have a chance to get through this. So I think it's a really good team. And if they do, they, they I think they deserve to be in the playoffs. We'll we'll see what the uh, the committee votes upon. But I, you know, that that's the favorite. But I know you and Vinny kind of like two of the other sides, and I respect your opinions. Um, but I think I think they're all pretty pretty decent shots. Yeah, you look at that group number three. By the way, these went up, so three groups and a field. Mm-hmm. And these went up last summer. Um, that first group overall back uh, back last summer, Georgia, Penn State, Texas A&M, Washington, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin, opened at plus 180, and it's 160 right now at 8 to 5. So it really hasn't <clears throat> deviated much off of that, um, off the opener. The second group was USC, Michigan, LSU, Clemson, Texas, and Utah. They were... Uh, at uh, plus a dollar, not just shy of uh, uh, two to one, uh, and now they're sitting at nine to five, so a dollar eighty. But this group: Ohio State, Alabama, Florida State, Tennessee, Notre Dame, and Oregon. So you you, you look at that, and go wait a second. Ohio State, Alabama, who's resurrected themselves really? Mm-hmm. Um, Florida State and Oregon in that group. At uh, plus one eighty five on the opener last summer, they're sitting now at two to one, and then of course the field, which um, you know we'll see what happens on Tuesday. You know, uh, you know that's that's at fifty and and climbing. But you know, you you look at this and you you what you want to do is look and say who's alive and which groups have the most live teams and check their schedules and and go from there, right? So those group A and B, I mean, A and C. Uh, I think are the most uh, are the most viable. I, I think you can make right. a case for any one yeah. of the three, and, and uh, yeah, that's why they're all pretty tightly bunched. I mean, there's not forty cents separating the three yeah. uh, the three uh, props. Um, you know, come on in and bet. You know, right now I'm I I I do uh, I lose a little bit on one of them. I can't remember which one it is, but small numbers. But uh, you know, and then lose on the field. The fielding. I feel the fielding. Uh, it's up there at 50 to 1 in case everybody wants to throw their money away. Uh, there's only two teams in the field that could possibly even make the college football playoff at this point. Ole Miss could oh. technically get okay, there. Yeah, I was thinking Mississippi. Yeah, Ole yeah. Miss could get there. They win out. They win the SEC championship. Yeah. They could get there. And then the other one, I, I don't want to sound biased, but if Missouri wins out, they are yeah. in the college football playoff also probably. Well, I know I got Mississippi at 100 to 1 if you just want to bet yeah, them by Yeah, I'd rather just take the teams individually. Take, take them individually. Yeah. And yeah. Missouri. What, 250? 500. 500? Yeah. I mean, again, I don't think it happens. They're going to be more the than. counter's right over oh, there. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. They're going to be more than a two-touchdown underdog in Athens next week. So Oregon yeah. State. One loss. Can yeah, they, Oregon can State. They, can they run um, it if they run Well, I think it? Oregon State's really good. But I don't know if they can make it. I don't know yeah. if they can. Yeah, yeah, well, Oregon State has to play both Washington and, and Oregon yeah, and the Oregon. rest of the yeah, way. I'm That's saying if they run it yeah. and then, you know, yeah. need some help, right? No, I look. What do I got Oregon State? Yeah, they, look. 201. There, 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 there are a few. And, again, Utah technically. Well, which group is Utah in? Uh, they're in Utah's in the second yeah. group. Yeah, Utah's yeah. in the second group with Michigan. So That's going to be hard for them. Yeah, I, I again, I it's 
if you like the team that's in the field, just bet them individually. You're going to get a better number mm-hmm. than the field bet yeah. at this point. All right, moving along. Let's uh, let's go to this sh- this program's favorite team. That's James Madison. <laughs> uh, James Madison still undefeated. Uh, they went out last Thursday night and they or Friday night and they really handled Marshall on the road, especially in the second half. I know it was only twenty to nine, but that game was a much much less competitive than the final score dictated. And now they get old Dominion tonight. And Chris, here the betters are again. Yeah, betting James Madison up to twenty one points at home against ODU tonight. You know, Jeff, we talked about uh, you know where do you power rate them and. I got to tell you, I made this game 18, uh-huh. and the more I look, I think I was too short on this. You know, I think I still haven't caught up to James Madison. Um, I told you about Phil Steele had a uh, he he put out a tweet this morning. the The strength of wins. Now it doesn't take into account strength of schedule, but uh, James Madison they they don't have the most. I was wrong. I thought they had the most. They don't. They have, but they have the tenth most. Um, in, in all of football, adding up their opponents' wins mm-hmm. and then their wins. And, uh, you know, this is all of a sudden, this is a, this is a very, very good program. You know, and they were a good program in the uh, They FBS. were great F- F- or FCS. FCS. A great mm-hmm. FCS program, yeah. won a few titles. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's, it's so stupid that they're not allowed to play in a bowl. It's, and and yeah. it would, this year, it actually would be setting up to be quite the race if we were in a 12-team playoff for that yeah. Non-power five bid between. Well, James they're worried Madison. about the student athlete. Oh yes, it's it's all that. <laughs> but it, it, them and Air Force would actually be a heck of a, a debate this year if that was actually yeah. for the twelfth playoffs. Yeah. yeah, if there's twelve teams, they uh, they could very easily play their way into it, Jeff, yeah, it would with be the rest of the Air season. Force. And um, they would it would warrant it. it would actually would be great for business. And um, of course, now you know we'll have we'll we'll have that next year. But um, still a ways to go. In, in terms of power ratings, though, I think yeah. compared yeah. to the the top the top schools, but do they deserve to to be in a bowl game? No, no question about it. And a bowl game, I'm talking a late bowl game, like you know that that, that those last three four days. I yeah. mean that that would you know at, at the pace they're on right now. You know who else is up there? Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. Liberty undefeated as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually have more uh, strength. How does he? Strength of schedule strength, wins. Strength of wins, he calls them. Yeah. Not strength of schedule, but strength of wins. Yeah. yeah. I, just looking at the teams that James Madison has defeated and Liberty has defeated, I think the teams that James Madison has defeated are better yeah. than the teams Liberty have, even though the teams Liberty have have a whole bunch of wins. Yeah. Just beating up on each other. Well, you know, I mean, neither one of them yeah. is as good as Michigan. Oh, you know, well, I think it's pretty fair. But, but I think it's, uh, <laughs> I, but I think it's an interesting, uh, you know, concept that he that he came up with there. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's again, it, we had twelve. You could have a three way debate on that. I would lean yeah. towards Air Force over the other two at the moment, being the. Well, you know, I've said many times on this show, I'm a big Air Force fan. Yeah, really that that is a really really good football team. Hey, but Air Force might have to play UNLV in the Mountain West title game. So watch out there if you're the Falcons. Uh, Falcons this week. We'll get to that game a little bit later because yeah, they're on yeah. the road in Fort Collins to take on Colorado State. All right, uh, let's go to this one, guys. Kansas. Kansas football hosting Oklahoma. It's the final time these two teams will meet as members of the Big 12 Conference together. KU, Chris, opened here at the South Point at 10. Yeah. And the betters have taken it down <laughs> the ladder 
Nine and a half, nine, now eight and a half, and 66 and a half the total on this one. Kansas at home, homecoming weekend in Lawrence against OU. Well, this program's really taken leaps and bounds with Leipold as yeah. a coach. He's done one hell of a job. Uh, that being said, I'm not sure I really like him in this spot. I made this number a little bit higher. I thought the 10 was a good opening number. Uh, but, you know, you got to move with your money. And uh, the money has uh, been really strong on Kansas this week. A lot of, lot of Kansas money. And uh, I'm at eight and a half. And, uh, you know, if they were to kick off in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to have to root for Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma escaped uh, when you think about it right there left. After that, <laughs> the, the, the win over Texas. Yeah. So uh, you'll wonder how, you know, Venables is going to prepare them. I mean, emotionally, psychologically, right, to, to be ready. But Kansas is, listen, they're a tough out. There's no doubt about it. I think you hit on a key point, Chris. Yeah, we're not talking about Kansas basketball, although that's that's starting pretty soon too, and it, they're they're one of the one of the better teams uh, in in the country, not just the conference. But Kansas still with a. I'm sorry, Vinny, yeah. that No, that's. Good. I mean, I'm just saying here that uh, you know points valuable, and I think it it comes. It's a play of the price based on what we saw recently out of uh, both teams, especially Oklahoma. Well, Kansas still with their technically backup. Yeah, yeah, but Bean's it's like going to play again. You know, six seven weeks in a row or whatever it is. So, I mean. I think we kind of know what we're getting with him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, we saw and he's all, not bad. He's, he's not, not bad. Yeah. And we saw most of last year with Bean. Daniels we, yeah. was hurt last year as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is one I took 10 earlier in the week with KU. I, I don't want it now with the worst number. No reason to chase it. it. It'll be interesting to see with Oklahoma where they are. Yes, they, they won the game in Dallas that they needed to win against Texas. But there have been a few times this year you watch them and you kind of just scratch your head. It's like, wait a yeah. second. This is one of the elite teams in the country. A game against Cincinnati, they they should have won that game by at least four touchdowns. They only won by 14, and if it wasn't for Cincinnati's ineptitude, that game would have been closer. Yeah. And then last week, I, I I know Central Florida is much better with Plumlee healthy, but Central Florida, there's a legitimate argument to be made that they the Knights, won were, the, game. The Knights oh, yeah. were the better team in that game, uh, and Oklahoma yeah. just found a way to get it done at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. And also, too, for Oklahoma, Bedlam is next week. Oh, okay. Bedlam is next week. Instead of being at the end of the year, they yeah. got moved. I didn't up realize the, that. Yeah, I, I didn't, until I looked at the schedule yeah. for next week earlier in the week, it's like, oh, Oklahoma has a look at spot yeah. here at Kansas, and Oklahoma State is playing much better in these last few games. I They're hope. a different team than they were the first month, uh, month and a half of the oh, season. The, do- the door for Oklahoma State to make the Big 12 title game is actually pretty open, there all things go. considered, That's right. which is pretty wild for what that team was, losing 33-7 at home to South Alabama a month yeah. and a half ago. And here we are where they're a pretty nice-sized favorite against Cincinnati. We'll get that a little bit later. The mullet is a pretty good coach. Hey, you know what? He found his quarterback. We talked about earlier in the year, they were playing three different mm-hmm. guys. None of them looked right. any good. He said, you know what, I'm going with Bowman. And offenses actually look pretty good since he's gone to one quarterback uh, there in Stillwater. But we'll get Oklahoma State in a few moments, their game against Cincinnati. Uh, again, Oklahoma, eight and a half right now, 66. Any playing a total on, on that game? Just people bet, uh, betting it over. Here. 66 and a half right now. Uh, actually, they bet me over 65 and a half. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, just one over bet. money. Okay. Chris, we uh we won't mention Penn State, who uh <laughs> thirty two thirty two point favorites against Indiana. I will say, if there's ever a spot for James Franklin and, and his team to take out some anger, this is a pretty good one to take some anger out on an Indiana team that does not look like a Big Ten team at the moment. Oh my god, they're horrible. But and, uh you know, you look at the they're thirty two point favorites 
and the total's 45. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Another one of those. It happened, It feels like it happens in the Big Ten more than any other league now because those three teams at the top yeah. are so much better than everyone else. And then those bottom teams just if, – if they're not good, but most of them have no offense. And that's another case with Indiana where their offense is terrible. Right. Uh, they had 40. took 33 in that game. They did take 33. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 32 right now. And I will say this: James Franklin is one of the few coaches that absolutely knows what the spread is. You think there's oh overwhelming <laughs> evidence at this point on yeah, Franklin? I, I, of course, I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's for too obvious. Motivational purpose. Yeah, overwhelming yeah. evidence that he knows what the spread is. Look at that Northwestern game and the West Virginia game. Yeah, he, he knows. He knows. All right, let's. Uh, you know, we mentioned Air Force before. Let's go there. Let's go to Fort Collins. Air Force on the road at Colorado State. Colorado State and, and UNLV played a really good game here in town last week. Colorado mm -hmm. State probably should have won that game, but the Rebels found a way to pull it out at the end. Colorado State also should have beat Colorado earlier in the year and found a way to lose that game. Now they're at home. Not a far trek for Air Force going from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins here, Chris. Yeah. And the betters have bet the Falcons from 12 up to 14, and they – of course, you bet the spread up, you got to bet the total down, right? From 48 and a half to 46 and a half. Well, see, I, you know, I got to tell you, I made this number 12, okay. uh, which was the so opening right number. The opener. So I made yeah. the opener. Uh, again, the, like, like you said, the, the, the total's pretty low. You, you know, I mean, we're at 46 and a half with business, but there's a lot of 47 out there. It's cutting it pretty close. If you like the favorite and then you like the under, uh, you know, start giving me your mathematical possibilities there. There's not that many of them. I, I did think 12 was a decent opening number. Um, this is a bit of a rivalry. I think it means probably a little more to Colorado State than it does to Air Force. So I think, uh, I, you know, I think the dog's very live here. I'm, I'm certainly looks like I'm going to be rooting for the dog come kickoff, but uh, I'm okay with that. And I think, you know, Air Force, really a terrific team. And as I've said many times on this show, a team that I've always kind of rooted for all my life. But, uh, you know, I, I don't mind having the dog in this spot. I think got a good chance to cover this number. Four o'clock game. Does it get uh, above fourteen and a half? I it may, and I think that's what betters are waiting for to to see if uh, if it does, and that's that's probably going to be a take at that point. It's just sitting at fourteen right now. Uh, I would suspect that uh, it'll be buyback beyond that. I feel like fourteen should be a take, especially well, in a it may game, be, but in a game totaled that low. Now, granted, last it's sitting week, it's been sitting at fourteen for a little bit, which tells you that that's what folks are, are waiting for, right? I, to, to get. Maybe you get a little bit more. Well, the one thing that I'm a little bit, little bit perplexed by here, where I, I know there's similar, similar records, but I think Colorado State's a better team than Navy is. And oh, last, I would say, and, yeah. and last week, that game closed 11 last week with Navy hosting Air Force. I understand those service academy games are usually Big, close, right. and, and people usually take the dog when they're getting, especially when they're getting double digits in that matchup. But Colorado State's a better football team to me than Navy is. So, and also playing similar styles, Air Force is just a lot better right. than Navy at the similar styles. So, I'm a little bit surprised based off the week to week that the way that this game has been bet the way that it has. I think 14 is a take with Colorado State. If it gets 14 and a half, I agree with you, Vinny. I don't think that will be there for very long if we get the hook on that one. Uh, Chris, I do want to bring this one up real quick because uh, it looks like. Uh, the market is starting to uh, to gravitate a little bit here in this one. Wyoming at Boise State. There's a four in the market now in this game. You guys went from five to four and a half this morning. Boise on a blue turf, a favorite in this one. 
Uh, I don't have a lot of business on this game, although this is a, this is a pretty good game. Uh, I, I, you know, why ever been to that campus? I've not been to Laramie. I can see where it's hard to recruit there. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Uh, but I think Bowles done a really good job at Wyoming uh, over the years. I was surprised he hasn't jumped to a bigger job by now. Uh, but Boise, you know, not the Boise that we saw 15, 20 years ago. Nope. They've come back to earth a bit. Uh, but pretty good game. I got, you know, just not that much action on this one for me. Let's uh, go to Salt Lake City. A little Oregon. bit of action on this one. Yeah, I'd say so. Oregon and Utah, college game day is there. Uh, Chris, total will start there, 48.5 down to 47. And then you guys opened 6.5. The betters initially laid you yeah. with that, but now they're taken back down to 6 on this one. Yeah. Yeah, we've been, you know, very narrow window, but we've been, you know, through that a uh, couple of times. So 6, like the open 6.5 with the 7. Went back to six and a half. They laid the six and a half. We're back to seven. Now we're down to six. So a lot of business on this game. And we do uh, have, uh, we got bet pretty strongly on the under, uh, under 48 and a half, under 48. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, I, I really love both these programs. You know, been out West for so long now that I get to see these both uh, close up fairly often. I think two terrific programs. But I got to tell you, Utah at home is just a tough, tough beat. When was the last time they lost lost at home? It's been quite a while, uh, but th I think that's a this is going to be a hard fought game. Um, I'm not sure who I like in this one. Probably if it was seven, I know who I'd like. I'd like Utah six. I think is a pretty good number. Not only uh, you know one of the better you know highest action games of the midday, one of the highest action games of the day, right? I mean, you got that? the defending Pac-12 champs uh, going against a team that absolutely needs to win if they hope to be to play for the championship, right? So, um, Chris, it brings up a great point. I mean, it, it it's tough to play there. I mean, you're right. Those fans are right on top of you, you know, right on the side of that uh, side of the mountain. I think the Cam Rising discussion is probably at well, this it's done point, now. It's all yeah. right. I mean, it's he's done he's now. Gonna, Whittingham said he's, he's not playing. He's this not. Year. He's yeah. but but it, it's going to be. He, he might not play the rest of the year, right? No, I mean, he's done for right? the year. They shut him down. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. I mean, it's it's another year. Uh, Cam Rising. So th beyond that, and so now they're they're set. It's not a, a distraction anymore for him or the team. And uh, they're they're listen. They're playing. They're playing very hard. They're playing good, and they're playing even better at home. So tough, uh, tough spot here for the for the Ducks. But uh, I, again, one thing about the Ducks, right? They have a good defense too, and you know they can score. So when you have a team that can score, you're you're always uh, you're always going to be in play. I'm very concerned about Utah's ability to score in this game. Well, total tells you. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with the yeah. I agree with the total move. I I agree that uh, that the betters in the betters taking this total down from there was some 49 in the market. You guys opened 48 and a half. I agree with the betters taking it down. I don't know if Utah can score more than 14 in this game. Mm, yeah. Which, if that's the case, then I expect Oregon to win the game because even with how good Utah's defense is, mm -hmm. Oregon's offense is really good. And well, they should yeah. be able to get themselves into the low 20s. So, that should be enough to get this done. Well, I was going to say, I, I think if Utah, I mean, obviously they want to win the game. But I think if you're if you're a Utah better and you're just looking to cover, you're hoping this is like 21-17. Yeah, like 100%. That. You know, you're, you're rooting for another game. Good, I think you got a good shot of that happening. Utah's defense is just so good. And, you know, it's hard to say what's going to dominate, offense or defense. You know, I, yeah, that, that, well, that, that's why there's gambling. We don't know which one's going to do it. All I will say is Utah – 
putting 34 on USC last week is more of an indictment of USC yeah. <laughs> than it is yeah. of Utah's offense yeah. at this point. All right, UNLV and Fresno, real quick on this one, Chris. UNLV got to their bowl eligibility last week with the win over Colorado State. Uh, this open nine, then it bounced around but made it back to the opening number of nine. Uh, total's been bet down 58.5 to 56.5, Fresno hosting UNLV. First wave of money came in on UNLV, then it went back the other way. So right now, real good two-way business on this game. Um, you know, I don't know who we're going to wind up needing here, but th this has been a great betting game. So I'm very happy with it. Rebs playing good, good football, but competitive football, uh, athletic, good kicking game. I mean, Kicker was been, great I mean, last I mean, week. I mean, so, um, but you know, so this is a big test for them too. Yeah. Uh, to get beyond the uh, just just the six, uh, the magic number, right? Now they they made the, they're in a bowl for the first time in a long time. I as of this moment, I think Barry Odom actually deserves Coach of the Year consideration. Winning six games at this program is not easy, and he's done it in seven. Uh, but the schedule gets a lot more difficult, to say the very least. Sure. Fresno, Wyoming, Air Force remaining on the UNLV schedule the rest of the way. I got a lot of heat a couple years ago when I was quoted as saying Vince Lombardi couldn't win here. <laughs> But Barry Odom's winning, so yeah. okay. Well, I guess Good Barry Odom's Vince Lombardi, right? Okay. Uh, USC in California up next. Uh, Golden Bears, Chris. Uh, the Golden Bears in this one have been bet, not big way, but from 11 to 10 and a half on this one. There's some yeah. 10 in the market now. Yeah. Total I, USC total bet down from 67 and a half to 66 and a half here. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, I, I tell you the truth. I, if I was back behind the counter, I might make a phone call here when we go to the break. I think I'd like the ten a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, just because USC, they can't stop anybody. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, okay, they did bet it down from sixty-seven half to sixty-six and a half. It's not like a gigantic move. But when they give up to Utah last week, 34. 34, yeah, 34 okay. which is like giving Utah. up 75 to Utah. I, I was going to say, usually Utah has to play a doubleheader to get the thirty-four, <laughs> but uh, not against USC. USC just, you know, I think they've lost their way a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like Cal in this, but I think that number's a little too high. SC down after that after that loss, right? After the, 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 We talked earlier about Kentucky not really recovering from the Georgia loss. SC's not recovered from the uh, from the Notre Dame loss, which was a convincing. A uh, horrible, oh, yeah. horrible performance. Yeah. And and so, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the psychological aspect, the mental aspect of it uh, really has uh, – more ramifications or more of an impact than the the physical uh, aspect. For what it is what it is worth, it would not shock me if USC ends up seven and five. Yeah. Because I think they'll find they'll find a way to get it done. Cal's really not a team that I think can take advantage of USC on both sides of the ball like some of these other teams. But then they go Washington out of Oregon, UCLA. Whew. You lose all three of those real easy. easy. Yeah. They're gonna be a dog at home against Washington, right, Chris? Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. And they're definitely yeah. a, a reasonably sized dog at Oregon. Absolutely. Uh, and then UCLA will be the small yeah, favorite we'll at home yeah. against UCLA. Yeah. I can see them losing game. all three. And Caleb Williams talking about owning a piece of the team. Okay, first of all, his agent really gave him some horrible advice. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how great that report was, to be honest with you. I, I mean, that, you know, I, I, I wrote this in my last book. I've been at Sportsbook director since I was 25 years old. I'm a former casino owner. I would never have enough greed to be a sports agent. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at agents. But <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was very good. You look at an agent, you know, ruined Le'Veon Bell's career. Oh, that, that, whole, that, whole, that whole mess. Ridiculous. He was, yeah. he was on his way to being a Hall of Famer. He wanted to be paid as the number one running back and the number one receiver in football. You're still only, yeah, he probably blocked the guy, too, once or twice. He probably should be paid as the number one tackle as well. Uh, let's do the two Arizona teams together here before we get to the betters, again, swarming in on Co- Coach Prime, but not in the way that you expect. Uh, Wazoo at Arizona State. Uh, Washington State looked better last week, even though they lost. Did cover in Oregon. Uh, and then Arizona State. Boy, Arizona State. Hey, there's a legitimate argument to be made that Arizona State should have won that game in Seattle last week and really thrown a wrench yeah. into the Pac-12's Ooh. plans. Uh, Chris, Wazoo is a five-point favorite here. Rest of the market currently at five and a half. Uh, and then the betters have bet Arizona against Oregon State down to three on that one between the Wildcats and the Beavers. Uh, these are moves with money. Yeah. I mean, we've got money showing up on both the Arizona teams. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a big Arizona, uh, big Oregon State fan. Uh, I was kind of surprised at that move. But, uh, you know, the Wazoo's just been kind of in and out. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I, I mean, I could see that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, money money is shown in both cases. You know, you, you talked about coach of the year, uh, Odom. Uh, look at the job in, in Arizona. In Jed Fish has done a great job with that um, team. And Arizona State, very th- difficult at home. Look, it's tough. It's tough to win. It's tough, even tougher to win at on the road, right? I mean, yeah. Home field, again, in college football is at least double than what, as what, than what it is in, in the pros. And in some cases, it's it's even more. Like you know, Christy and I have I've talked about like this Ohio quite a bit. State, Michigan, yeah, when you look at Ohio places, State, Michigan, yeah. you know, and you know, so look, it, it it's it's a different set of circumstances, and now you're getting into games too. You know, you've got homecomings. You're going to have senior. You got all, all a lot of emotional elements that come into play too uh, for these home games, and. It's it's that much more difficult for teams. These are these are two live home dogs here in uh, uh, ASU and Arizona. I'm just looking at my sheet for this week, and I've got I think four different teams with five points as a home field advantage. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. And in the pros, I don't. I have, what, do you have one I think with two. Three? No, I have one. I think I have two teams with a two and a half point home field advantage. So the the old school three for home does not exist. Not, not in the NFL. Doesn't exist. Not in the anymore. NFL. But college is different. I mean, even some schools you might not realize. Like, and I tried to do a lot of work in the off season on home field advantage. I gave Louisville a five. Okay. So just because again, it's not just mm-hmm. how tough are they at home. What's the difference between home and away? And they're just a much better team. Uh, at least they have been. Well, we saw give, it. We saw it two weeks ago <laughs> with Louisville. Yeah. On the road in Pitt to lose the Pitt out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the difference. And then I got Utah a five Utah, point favorite. Sure. Wisconsin a five point home field. Oak State five point. SMU five point. Yeah, so, I wouldn't expect again, SMU, yeah. It's it's the difference between mm-hmm. home and road, not just how tough. Listen, it's tough to beat Georgia anywhere. Right. It's not like you're <laughs> waltzing into Athens and coming out of there with a win. Right. They're tough to beat anywhere. That's all. That's the difference. Chris, just real quickly, because Washington, of course, survived last week. They're a gigantic favorite yet again. 27 to 27 and a half. Not much action on that one, right? Uh, almost nothing. Okay. Almost. Yeah, it's not much, much of a shock. Stanford, two weeks after their shocker in Boulder, Speaking of Colorado, the betters, Ooh. and it's been sharp side of action here, yeah. Chris. 
taking it from 17 on UCLA as a favorite at the Rose Bowl down hmm. to 14 and a half here. They're all over the buffs this week. Well, I'll tell you, I made the number 17. Okay. So I had no beef with the opening number. But one of my big players, and I'm kind of keeping my eye on this guy because he's, he's pretty good. He took the 17. I went to 16 right away. Boy, they laid that 16 at like in a heartbeat. Then I went to 16 and a half. They laid it again. You know what? And I told my guys, I'm not moving it back to 17 because this guy that took the 17 is too tough. And uh, then this morning, you know, the, uh, the walls kind of caved in on uh, coming in. on. I went all the way down to 14 to finally get a bet back on UCLA. Wow. And they're coming back a little bit. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I know uh, I just heard from uh, one of my sharp friends. I'm not going to mention his name, but he just texted me. That's one of his best bets of the week. He likes UCLA. Going up, uh, back, uh, up and down the ladder here. This will be yeah. one of the one of the uh, higher bet games of the day. You know, Colorado games. We've seen a lot of interest all season. But again, position better too. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, would they play at nine o'clock? Oh, it's yeah. four thirty. I mean, so this is a four thirty so, Pacific oh, right, start. Right, right time so, so, uh, and again, UCLA. Uh, you know, always, always UCLA and, and USC money. Uh, uh, here uh, in Las Vegas. If UCLA gets enough offense in this game, I, th- I I actually think I agree with the UCLA side on this. Yeah. It, it's just a matter of getting enough offense. And other than USC, this is the right defense to get yourselves right against. <laughs> it um, is. Yeah. Uh, with with Colorado and that one. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the cocktail party. Jacksonville, Florida, the site. Georgia, just the Georgia two touchdown favorite for the first time. Ever for back-to-back years in this rivalry, Chris. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize Back-to-back that. years, yeah. two t- two or touchdown more favorite hasn't happened before for back-to-back years. With Georgia being the favorite, has yeah. happened with Florida multiple occasions. Uh, Chris, you opened fifteen down to fourteen and a half on the Bulldogs. Total's been bet up from forty-seven to forty-nine here. I, I actually made this game a little bit higher. Okay, uh, you know, so they took the fifteen off me. Uh, we've been sitting at fourteen and a half now for a while. Really, I think I think when we first opened it, they took the fifteen. We've been sitting at 14 and a half for a while. Um, yeah, I got, you know, like I said, I, I made this number a little bit higher. So uh, you know, I'm okay with my position on this game right now. No Brock Bowers. We're going to yeah, find out big. some yeah. uh, some important uh, uh, facts about, about Georgia, right? Uh, so uh, adjustments ha- have had to be made in, in terms of game preparation and practice and things like that. Um, again, n- in the NFL, the quarterback position is the most impactful to the number. In the, in college, not always the case. And uh, in, in in the case of Georgia, uh, this is a, this is this is a big one. It's a lot closer yeah. in college uh, between quarterback and and a Brock Bowers in this case, right? Uh, and, and and so it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust, especially with. What's coming up? I mean, this is this is a big game. It's an emotional game. Well, they're all big games, right? In the SEC, um, but as they move forward here and try to threepeat, uh, that's going to be a difficult situation to, for them to remedy. After this game, I mean, you play Mississippi and Mizzou back to back. Mizzou first, then Ole Miss at home. Uh, I wonder if the Kirby Smart motivational machine gets going when Georgia gets rated third in the first college football playoff <laughs> rating. And then he can go with it. Oh, no one believes in us anymore, guys. We were number three in the yeah. thing, and then yeah. they turn it on. But I, Bowers is Bowers to me is the best offense other than Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, is the best offensive skill position yeah. player in the country, yeah. and that is a gigantic loss 
you know, Jeff, Georgia. It's interesting, and you bring up the, the the again. I've always said this: polls don't determine prices, right? Well, we know that. But but yet, when it comes to the to the to the ratings, and when it comes to committees, they just look at what they do for a team that's. Let's say there's a team that's ranked fifth. Okay. And they lose. Could be even a close game. They're automatically out They're of done. the top See ten, right? Their their yeah. history. That. that I, I would not be surprised if Georgia wins this game. I don't know if they're going to be third on Tuesday, simply because of the way you know you you look at the. Lower? I think they might. They might be number one. They might be number one. Don't be shocked. I mean, I'm just saying. So uh, again, and we always say this too. Look, you know what? Just give us the give us the matchups. We'll give you the prices. I mean, but you'll you'll see a significant disparity between rankings and ratings. All I will say is there's a real shot that the rankings and the ratings do end up matching up with Ohio State and Michigan 1 and 2 for the bulk of the uh, rest of the regular season in yeah. some order. Well, I'll give you an example to Vinny's point. You know, Washington and Oregon. Yeah. Okay, I had Washington one point better yeah. than Oregon. Game went down to the wire. Yeah. I didn't it's change my game. power rating on either yeah. one of them. You know, they dropped Oregon way down because they lost one game. They yeah. missed a kick at the end of the game. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Between, we'll hopefully get the Oregon Washington rematch redux here yeah. in Vegas in a little over a month. Just man, in North oh, North that, that would be that would be a game. lot of fun on a that Friday a night in game. Vegas. All right, I, I just want to touch on this real quick here, Chris, because Notre Dame's in action. They're a huge favorite against Pitt. Who's played a little bit better as the years gone along? Really yeah. horrible luck a week ago with that ridiculous call. That oh, uh, horrible should have been game horrible over. Horrible call. Yeah, uh, but Chris. 20 and a half, 45 the total. Notre Dame, of course, favored in South Bend in this one. I think when I put out my games of the year, I had Ohio, I had Notre Dame, uh, I think, I want to say 13 or 14 point favorites. Like, ah, you're crazy. It's always a dog fight, and it still might be. But I didn't think Pitt was going to be that good this year, and I, I, I still think Notre Dame's pretty good. They lost a couple of tough games, but uh, I think this number's about right, even a little bit higher if you ask me. So I don't know. I think uh, it pit, gets. It's not good. They're not. <laughs> they're I think not it gets. Good. This get gets higher before we see any pit. Go to get to twenty one. Oh yeah. And do you think twenty one so. will be the take or twenty one and a half? Maybe twenty one and a half. Yeah. I don't. You know. I just. I think it's. It's all about Notre Dame for the betters here. Yeah. I. I no, nothing for me on that one whatsoever. Uh, Big Twelve, Chris. Uh, I, I just want to get on this one because the betters have bet Iowa State on the road from one and a half. You guys are market high on three and a half right now with a total of 47. Man. Cyclone's on the road getting bet. Well, that, there's a reason we're market high. I'm flooded with money yeah. on the favorite here. I'm trying to see what I made this game. I didn't. I don't think I had any big beef with the opening number, you know, but uh, you know, they bet me strong on this one. And uh, like I said, at some point, you just got to gotta go with what the action uh, dictates. And I always say, and, you know, learning from my uh, consul Yeti, Jimmy Vaccaro, my opinion is worth one bet. And, uh, well, I got a lot more than one bet on this one. And so I got I'm, I'm a little surprised the betters have been that aggressive on Iowa State. They are, to me, they are the better team. Baylor did win a road game in conference last week, yeah. granted against the, to me, Cincinnati's the worst team in the Big 12. Uh, but that is, I'm a little stunned that the betters yeah. have been so aggressive on Iowa State on the road, no less. Yeah. Even I'm going double checking. Three. I'm sorry. I'm double no. checking. I made Iowa State. Yeah, I think one and a half one is probably yeah. right. Going through three uh, is a surprise. I I suspect though that there there may be, there may be some buyback here yeah, overnight. I yeah, so. I would agree. and it starts coming back down the ladder. Let's go to Camp Randall. 
Not the same Wisconsin team. Boy, they were. Oof, what a what a collapse by Brett Bielema and I and Illinois a week ago. Uh, Wisconsin coming from way back in the fourth quarter, eighteen unanswered to win twenty five twenty one. Now they uh, their reward for that? Oh, you get Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State, of course, last week. Uh, very weird game against Penn State. Uh, neither yeah. offense really could get it going. Ohio State's defense, though, fabulous One. yet again. A twenty to twelve win in the cover against the Nittany Lions. Chris. Buckeyes, 14 and a half at the opener, 46 and a half the total. And it's really the, the, the side hasn't moved. It's been the total in yeah, this I don't game think, that's moved. I don't think we moved the side once, but a lot of business on the total. Um, yeah, they bet me under 44 and a half, but back over 43 and a half, 44 and 45 and a half even. You know, so a lot of, lot of play on the total. We're at 46 and a half, again, with action. Um, I think the number's a little high myself. You know, Ohio State, I said it from the beginning of the year, I didn't think it was as good as some of those Ohio State teams in the last three, four years. But as I said, there's about 128 teams in this country that would love to have yeah. Ohio State's problems. Uh, I think they're still real good. But I think, uh, again, you look at the total, 46, 46 and a half, even though they bet me over on this one, still relatively low. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Low scoring game, then you probably like points, you know, as a, as a as a better. I mean, getting a, at least a couple of touchdowns or better than a couple of touchdowns. But uh, yeah, I you have to figure right. This is this is a, a, a huge game for for well both these teams, right? Especially Wisconsin, right? I mean, look, there were such high hopes. There were, there were people saying uh, going into the season that uh, with the coaching changes would have been a, a much different Wisconsin team, even. Even the, the the way they they went about things on offense, it's not worked out. They just don't they don't have the they don't have the players there. Some, you know you can wish you can wish for a style, but if you don't have uh, the players to make that style, you, then you've got to adjust and continue to obviously recruit. But uh, so it's going to be interesting, uh, I think, to see how now they'll be sky high for this game, right? I mean, of course they got they got. Uh, you know they they come back and win last week. Beal him a, 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 a even bigger nightmare because he was there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he, he had to suffer that. It's kind of why I liked the Illinois last week. To tell you the yeah, truth. that was dead Illinois, wrong. Yeah, with Illinois end up covering some numbers, but not the closing. Right? What was the final? It was, what it was four point loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm was, trying to remember. I can't remember. Depends on what the when you bet it, that you game. Know, But so. re regardless, I, look, the Big Ten West is a fiasco. Uh, mm. None of those teams are any good. Uh, Iowa set football back 25, excuse me, 125 years with the way their offense has gone. Well, I would uh, take exception to that because about 20 years ago, they won six to four. So, oh, okay. you know, so <laughs> true. that nightmare can't, as a Penn State fan. So can't okay. argue that. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, it's that division is a mess. I still think Wisconsin's the best team in that division. But with the quarterback injury, I, I, they're really not that good either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not a good division. I don't know. All right, I do want to ask you this, I, I, Chris, because BYU at Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, betters have taken this from 18 to 20. Quinn Ewers is out. It's going to mm -hmm. be Malik Murphy, the redshirt freshman, not Arch Manning, getting the start for the Longhorns. Uh, totals bounced around, but still on the opener of 50 after a little bouncing. Uh, when you have a big-time quarterback injury like this in college, obviously we talk about it in the pros all the time, but with this, with college, you have a line moving up two points yeah. with Malik Murphy being confirmed to the starter and Quinn Ewers by any account is a top five, top seven quarterback in college football. And it hasn't mattered with the way the betters have treated this game. Well, I, I, you know, I've made like about a four point adjustment okay, from one to the other. Cause again, 
I mean, it is Texas. You got to figure sure. they recruited somebody pretty good. You know, usually, yeah, usually the case. Yeah, usually the case. And then you got Arch Manning not being able to to break into the starting lineup. And I don't know much about this kid, you know, but evidently he's pretty good. And, and very I would athletic. Say the 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 the, uh, the betters have kind of acknowledged that, and that's why the number moved from eighteen up to twenty. Press, push, 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 push. It's uh, you know, you talk about a style, and they've got the horses to tend to depth to do it. So that's. Uh, to Chrissy's point, that's why the number is, uh, continues to go up. BYU is one of the more confounding teams in the, mm. in the nation this year because they're 5-2, and two, and if you look at their offensive numbers, they have the offensive numbers of a team that should have one win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're 5-2. and two. They're just finding ways to get it done uh, regardless of what their offensive production. It would not shock me if this is one of those come back to earth games for BYU where it just everything like that game in Fort Worth two weeks ago, everything goes wrong. And Texas wins pretty comfortably. To the SEC West real quick here, Chris. They bet the total in Auburn and Mississippi State here this week. Yeah, a lot of money on the under. I think we opened at 43 and a half. We're down to, what are we down? Down to 40. Down 40. to 40. Again, with nothing but money. But uh, they haven't really played the side, either side. I, I think I don't think I've even moved the number, to tell you the truth. Six and a half on Auburn. Yeah, have I and moved that, that at all? Open seven. Open, moved, uh, yeah, open seven. Open okay. seven. So okay. And it was moved a, not very long afterwards. Yeah, okay. So, you know, who knows? Mississippi but, uh, State won last week seven to three. They can't score, period. That's, oh, right. Yeah, that was a big game for us. Uh, who did Arkansas. Play? Oh, yeah. They, we had a ton of money on Arkansas. Arkansas was knocking on on the door. What just about the whole first half, right, Chris? And yeah. you were watching the game. I, you know, I kind of like that coach at Arkansas, but I think he might be out of a job. In a I weeks. think he's. Yeah. Uh, I think he's on his way out. Yeah. I, I think the magic has run out for Sam Pittman. Yeah, uh, two and six, by the way, on Arkansas, which not going to cut it. That ain't going to do it. Not going to yeah. cut it for Sam Pittman. Uh, South Carolina at Texas A and M here. Uh, this is up to sixteen and a half yeah. on on Texas A and M. Total of 52. Okay. I'm right. looking here on my board. I see 17s out there. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. There are 17s. It'll, you know, the question is does uh, the 17 get buyback? I don't know. Not yet. <laughs> it hasn't. So, not yet. That's another like one. It. I think I'm going to go to 17 uh, on our break here because <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't see anybody taking 16 and a half. And I mean, I'm flooded with money on Texas AM. I, I know South Carolina's looked bad at times, and they did not look good a week yeah. ago. Are you sure A&M should be laying 17 points against any team in the SEC at this I rate? I mean... It looks that, strange. Yeah, that that's... Uh, that one I'm, I'm a little bit perplexed by, why everyone's racing to the window like they know that A&M's going to win by three touchdowns in this game. It's as much a, a bet against South Carolina. Right, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, 100%, right. Vinny. Uh, all right, two more here before we take a quick break and move over to the NFL. Oklahoma State and Cincinnati. How about the Pokes? Vinny mentioned it earlier. It looked like the season was going to be a lost one. Instead, all they've done, they've racked off a few really nice wins in a row, beating K-State, beating mm-hmm. Kansas, going on the road. A 28-point fourth quarter gets it done in Morgantown against WVU. And now their reward is they welcome in, to me, the worst team in the Big 12, Cincinnati. Heads to Stillwater here. Chris? You open eight and a half. They have backed the Bearcats here, down as low as seven, but back to seven and a half right now. Yeah, I, I like the favorite in this one. Uh, you know, like I said, the the mullet, the guy can coach. I mean, uh, he's dealt not as good a hand as he would have uh, had he coached at Oklahoma, 
But he's done a good job at Oklahoma State. I think the team's gotten better and better as the year's gone on. I mean, there's no debate about that. And I think you might be right about Cincinnati. They might be the worst team in the Big 12. And, uh, you know, I made this game double digits. I thought like 10 and a half, 11 was the right number. Uh, now, I opened it maybe a little bit high, eight and a half. They took the eight and a half, the eight, went to seven. They laid it back. But uh, if I need uh, if I need the favorite in this one, uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Perhaps a little bit of a look-ahead spot, maybe, right? Uh, you yeah, mentioned Jeff yeah. with Bedlam next week. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's the case. Again, um, college teams tend to look ahead more, more than pro teams. Pro teams can have letdowns. College teams, you know, the look ahead spots are are, are treacherous. Uh, maybe this is the that's the reason for the uh, for the take at eight and a half and eight uh, on on the Bearcats. Yeah, I don't mind taking points with Cincinnati here. No. Just again, it is a look ahead. Bedlam next week. Uh, I think Oklahoma State has played a little bit above their head the last three weeks, but again, it when you have three quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. And now they've decided to go with Bowman, and Bowman's played very well Playing the good. last three weeks. Average over 70 yards of play in all three of those games that they've won the last three weeks. All right, Crystal, as we all expected, the final college game we're going to touch here before we take a break. Tulane and Rice. <laughs> 11 and a half at open. Tulane, the favorite on the road in Houston, and it's been all owls to the betters here, down to 10 on this one. I got to tell you, I kind of like the betters in this one. I think that number was too high. I just tried to open it where I thought the market would be. But I think Rice, I, I've kind of had my eye on Rice a little bit. I think it's a team probably not quite that bad. So I don't know. Uh, I, I kept talking about I'm comfortable with this situation. I'm not that comfortable with this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, need the favorite in this one, and I'm not too crazy about it. I think, I think Rice might be the right side here. You know, You've got professional betters out there. You've got casual fans and, and the public. Uh, there have been some pretty big decisions on Tulane games this year. Yes. On a consistent yeah. basis. There certainly has. Right, Chrissy, when yeah. you think about it. I mean, every week, whether it's four or again, the Tulane games tend to be some of the bigger decisions. Um, and when you look at it right here, uh, the take this is this is professional. Uh, this is professional oh, money. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, this is, uh, this is not a power five. A conference, and it's not a knock on on Tulane, but I mean, listen, they've been improving the last couple of years. The reality, though, is that uh, you know the, the pros really get involved with their games, whether it's on them or against them. They 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 pick their spots with them. Rice has had a very weird season. You beat Houston, you blow out Tulsa, you also lose at home to Connecticut. Yeah, a very weird. That's season. not good. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not not this year. Last no. year was okay. This year, yeah. no, no, can't do it. This UConn team this year, but uh, Rice uh, four and three coming in, uh, taking the bets down to ten against yeah, Tulane at home yeah. in Houston. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We get back fifteen games in a National Football League to look at, and also probably sneak in a little bit of the Fall Classic that begins tonight in Arlington, Texas. Diamondbacks and Rangers. When we get back, there's our studio all lit up in blue. Sports by the book here at the South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. 
Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu. Plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. There's the South Point Sportsbook on a Friday afternoon, the final Friday of October. How about that? Nevada Day. Nevada Day. We're halfway through the NFL schedule. I know it's crazy. It is and college more than more than halfway done now. Yeah. Hey, just blink your eyes and it's done. That's what happens during football. Season. I want to give the shout out to the media in general. Go ahead. When we were like four games into the season, I never heard one person say we're at the quarter pole. I didn't hear it this year either. I, I think finally guys like me and Vinny <laughs> straighten them out to say the quarter pole is when there's a quarter left, not when you're a quarter done. That's right. We finally got our message through. Vinny, that's a, good I job, guys. That's me and you, man. I got to tell there you. There we go. Yeah, we did. See, we did. Ho us horse racing geniuses. <laughs> geniuses? <laughs> I was thinking of another word, but okay. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to baseball real quick before yeah. we get into the NFL because the World Series does start tonight. Vinny, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show. Rangers and the Diamondbacks I, again. As predicted. As we all expected. We brought up the exactas earlier. Yeah. Ridiculously bloated numbers. Chris, just how people been handling this with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, a series that no one expected. The least combined amount of wins ever for a non-pandemic season in the World Series. Say what you want, but I got a ton of money on this game. I got a ton of money on the series. And, you know, I always ignore that kind of stuff. You know, and I, I'm looking the other day, you know, Phoenix is a huge market. They are. Dallas is a huge market. That they okay, are. it's not New York, Boston, or L.A., but it's not like the, these are two podunk little towns. That's mm -hmm. not the way it works. And we got, and listen, it's baseball. It's for the championship. Yeah, people are going to be, you know, there's, my wife always kind of laughed at me. There's a, uh, everyone loves Raymond, where <laughs> he's watching TV at night. And Deborah wakes up and she says, you're watching log throwing? Because, yeah, it's for the championship. You know, and I always say, yeah, we're playing for the championship. Yeah, we're going to bet this. It's going to be interesting. We're going to watch it. We're going to love it. How could you not? I mean, by the way, to uh, I want to point out uh, Chrissy's uh, exacta. Rangers to defeat the Diamondbacks. 
75 to 1. Diamondbacks to defeat the Rangers, 80 to 1. There's a few tickets out there. A couple guys have it. In fact, we have a we have a, a ticket writer uh, who has he, he actually bet it uh, he bet it in May. Uh, couldn't bet it here, but uh, elsewhere. Think, uh, I, I think he he got it back in May. This was going into the postseason. I mean, think about it. He found it. Uh, he found it and bet it in May for like I wanted to say but he's got it for like 150 to one. Yeah, so, I saw higher yeah. than that. Like yeah. it'll be better. Just again, depends yeah. on when you bet. Yeah. By the way, uh, shout out. Just uh, we got a hello from our, our good friend Chris Felica. Yeah, who's uh, listening shout to us out there. there. Shout yeah. out to the bear. The Say, bear. God bless him. Love He's the bear. Good man. Yeah, All so. right, let's uh, let's go to the NFL guys. Okay. Rotation number order as always: two fifty one, two fifty two. New Orleans at Indianapolis. Boy, the Colts got hosed last week, to say the very least. Yeah. At the end of that game, yes, they did. I, I, you know what? I can, I can see the illegal contact. I could see it. I don't like it, but I understand why the flag was thrown. The pass interference where P.J. Walker's throw was yeah. closer to Chicago than Indianapolis. No, 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 no. That ball's not catchable. So, and I think if they actually stayed at the eight, I think Indy would have held that game. But regardless, uh, this Colts team feels like one of those teams, guys, where we, we're going to look up at the end of the year and be like, wow, that's a really solid football team that won eight games, maybe mm -hmm. seven, losing a few mm -hmm. tight games. But it's a team that... If you have to win a game at the end of the season to make the playoffs, it's like, oh, that's not an easy game for us. And now they get New Orleans. Chris, you open Indy one. It's a favorite flip. New Orleans now favored by one. I, I, there are a few teams in this league I don't trust one bit, and New Orleans is on that list. I have no faith in them whatsoever with the way Carr has played, right. and now that defense has been a little inconsistent. It's really tottered there in New Orleans. I like the opening number. I mean, it's, I agree you, know, with you. You, you go from one one side to one the other. That's not a very big move. Right. I mean, it really isn't. Uh, we have money on the Saints, but nothing crazy. We're just kind of staying with the uh, staying with the market in this place. But I mean, we 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 were bet on New Orleans, but you know, I thought the opening number of Indy one. I thought that was just fine. And I'm trying to look. Uh, we I really don't have much on the total either. So, you know. You look at uh, you, you look at New Orleans, and they were they were the favorites uh, for the division in going the into uh, going into the season because it, they figured to have the the, the most stable uh, quarterback or the best best quarterback. Um, it's not panned out uh, that way. And, and 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 to your point, Jeff, about the Colts, I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, a lot of the success or the the better play uh, by the Colts. Uh, is really due to coaching too. I mean, l listen. Yes. Uh, yeah, Steichen's so done a very nice. He's job. done a terrific job there. Uh, you know, considering that, uh, you know, going into the season, their best player, uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor was not. You know, he, he missed out. the whole month. You know, Anthony he had the distraction Richardson's out for the year. They lose their uh, yeah. their their rookie quarterback who, who was solid. Uh, so you know, it's uh, I, I've got to tell you, I, I give a lot of uh, I put a lot of credence in, into coaching, and this is a, as good a coaching job as there is. Not going to be a tough out for anybody. No, coming uh, coming down the stretch. To your point, no. Hey, look, I, they're not. A, I don't think they're a playoff caliber team, but they are going to be in every game. They're, they're gonna, on a good course. They they they're right? on the yeah. right track. Yeah, they play a pretty soft schedule. But I mean, if I'm Atlanta on Christmas Eve having to play Indianapolis. But a division on the line, I'm not liking that spot. No. In all honesty, You're if right. I'm the Falcons. You're right. Uh, so we'll get we'll we'll see how it goes in Indy. But again, 
New Orleans, one-point favorite right now on the road in Indianapolis. All right, Chris, the defying logic Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> four and two again with, a, again, just um, incredible adjustments at halftime. That's what they've made their hay on this year. Uh, not a good Jacksonville. Uh, a, g- a good team on uh, in their building here, Chris. The betters have taken the Jags from one and a half to two and a half. Total is 41, open 41 and a half, bounced around, but not much of a change for me opening. I got to tell you, you know, first of all, everybody knows I'm a Steeler. But when I make numbers, it's numbers. Of course. I made Jacksonville a two and a half point favorite. Right that, on the that, number. That's right what now. I thought. I mean, I'm starting to see two show up. Uh, you know, they, they bet me. I, again, I was with one and a half. I opened one and a half because that was the market. Uh, again, I'm not going to dicker too much between there's another Bing, one for your card. card. Yeah. Between two and a half and one and a half, but they bet me the Jags, you know, and I could see where two and a half, I, I thought was about the right number, but now it's coming back down to two. Um, you know, I, I don't have a strong feeling here. I think Jacksonville's a little bit underrated. I'd like them quite a bit last week and they showed up and played well. And, uh, you know, the Steelers, you know, I just don't know. You know what, though, Jeff? They win this game. You might be looking at 7-2 and two out of this team. Their schedule is pretty darn soft. I know. And, I and know. look, that, the two divisional home games that they stole, they stole the game against Cleveland. They really stole the game against Baltimore. Those, they, that's the difference between being the seventh seed in the AFC yeah. or the sixth yeah. seed or picking in the teens in the NFL draft. That's the difference. And, again, I know people like to rag on Mike Tomlin. Why? Because he does some weird stuff in game. He only, the only guy just I, only Vinny, wins. I, Vinny, he only I, does his win. Vinny, I agree <laughs> with you. The guy should be a first ballot in the Canton. Yeah. Uh, has the Super Bowl. Has yeah. these teams that really are not that good always going over 500 and making playoffs with teams that other guys would win five or six games with if they're lucky. Okay, you just told me those two games they stole. Tell me what other coach would have stolen those two games. Well, that's my point there. Okay. Yeah, that, not that, many. And not yeah, many. Not many. Maybe no. three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there ain't a whole bunch of them. I, you know, right now, Belichick, I don't know if I'd put him in that category without Brady. But, you know, uh, he stole those two games. The coaching, the adjustments they made at the halftime. His team plays with a passion. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And we've talked about it before. You know, football games tend to turn on a big play. They have a couple big play athletes. And those guys show up, you know, and the rest of the team, they're, you know, they go out in battle. And that's all I could tell you. And uh, if the big guy, if those guys make the big play at the right time, they can win a lot of football games. Now, when they get to the playoffs, can they win four in a row like that? I highly doubt it. Uh, they but they can win lucky, one. They might be lucky to win one. But they can win, win one. Yeah. So, you know, draw the right team in the first round. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if, uh, if Trevor Lawrence is going to take the next step in his professional development, this is going to be a game that he's going to, especially after his press conference yesterday, which, you know, what did he, what did he call the terrible little towel? yellow towels? Little yellow towels. Yeah, that, and he was uh, kind of, that's not going to sit well with, I can tell you right now yeah. that, uh, they, I think there'll be a, a little bit of a, a little bit more of a, or a little stronger pass I, rush yeah, early I, in the game. I will me. say, I agree with that point though. If this is, if Lawrence has taken that step forward, this is a game Jacksonville goes on the road, handles your business You're have to. as a two-and-a-half-point favorite and really just takes full and complete command of the AFC South. Uh, they'd be 6-2 and two at the bye if they win this, which is um, – and that's a franchise that hasn't done a lot of winning recently. And 6-2 no. uh, and two into the bye would be a heck but of an accomplishment. Got the right, 
coach right and coach, the right, right quarterback. quarterback. That's hey, that's half the battle in the that's, NFL. That's a at this big point. part of it. Uh, let's uh, speaking of the AFC South. Let's go to Carolina. Houston is in Charlotte to take on the only winless team left in the league. The Carolina Panthers off the bye. Chris, you opened three. It's bounced all over. It's been a toddler. Yeah. Three, two and a half, three, two and a half, three, two and a half. Back to three right now, 43 and a half. The total, all I'm going to say is this is, feels like one of those, at least for me, that it's going to be hold by nose, bet Carolina. And if they get there, great. If not, well, I get what I get for betting on the worst team in the NFL. If I was out there betting, I would not bet this game. That's, but a, that's a, probably the better decision. Yeah, but you know, I, if you're asking me who I like in this game, I kind of like the favorite. I like Houston. You know, I went back to last year's draft, and a lot of guys told me I was nuts. I like Stroud better than Young. I'm just an old school kind of guy. I, I like the bigger guy, and it's not like I mean he wasn't Jamarcus Russell. He wasn't just some big dude. You know, this kid could play. The kid had talent, and he's proven to be, I think, a really good quarterback. And again, we talk about coaching. DeMarco Ryans has done a fantastic job with this team. I don't know who else is on his staff. I really don't know it that well. But I got to tell you, if Stroud continues to get good mm -hmm. coaching, he's going to be a, an A1 quarterback. And I got young. I don't know. He's just too little. I, I don't like these little guys. I just don't. You know, but Jeff, maybe a, a little sprinkle on the money line at plus 155. Yeah, I did. Kind of what Just you because. do. Kind of what you do with those threes, right? right. And take yeah. a little piece of yeah. little piece of the money line, uh, you know. And it's not. It's. I actually like this Houston team when I've seen through oh, the first few do. games. They're yes. much better than I thought they would be. Yeah. Stroud is yeah. much better than I thought he would be right away. Yeah. And you know what? There's something with coaching where they have had arguably the worst coach in the NFL between two guys the last two years with Coley two years ago and then Lovey last year. Yeah. And now you got a guy who knows what he's doing. They're clearly in the right direction. And, and look, you know what maybe, I like about him? He never looks rattled. No, he looks, composed. This, he looks composed. I mean, you know, he never has that blank stare. That no, a lot of that these I've guys seen have. a lot of guys get, yeah. but he doesn't have that. He seems like he's under control and he's a young guy. Yeah. I, I don't, he's not 40 yet, is he? I don't think he uh, is. No, he, I think he is. is he's he? been out of the league now for at least yeah, eight okay. years. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think, I think they 39. found, he's 39. 39. I, th I think they found the right guy and the right mm -hmm. court. We talk about coach and quarterback. I think they're in the right direction here. They spot. still got, listen, their roster isn't all that good. They got a long way to go to beef it up, but they're in a pretty weak division. You know, I don't think they can go too far this year, but uh, there's a team to watch in the future. Building blocks for sure. Yeah. Moving along, Philadelphia and Washington. Eagles really needed that one on Sunday night. I know it's weird to say about a team that was already in great shape, but it felt like that could have snowballed that they lost two in a row, but yeah. here they are. They get the nice two-touchdown win on Sunday night against Miami, and now they go on the road to play a team that has played them fairly well when it hasn't been Carson Wentz at quarterback for Washington. <laughs> uh, Chris, six and a half to seven. Uh, total's been uh, hit a little bit more, 45 down to 43 and a half here. This is one of those games. My power ratings come a lot higher, but as I'm looking at the numbers to put out, I you know, again, uh, diminishing returns. There we go. There we go. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, more than seven on the road, it, that's a mountain to climb in the NFL. I mean, teams just ordinarily don't lose by that much at home, especially in a division. Um, like I said, my power ratings come to higher, but, boy, at, at seven, which is what the market is, it's a pretty solid seven, uh, it, it would be either Washington or pass for me. I think we're going to see maybe the Eagles are, are, are going to hit a stride, right? I mean, we've been waiting uh, for their adjustments 
two new coordinators, uh, you know, the, the last year's offensive and defensive coordinators got the head coaching jobs and deservedly so. And, uh, you know, they've, they've had to make some adjustments. So, um, they made a, a big pickup this week too with the uh, uh, the acquisition from Tennessee at uh, free safety. Kevin Jeff, Byard, yeah, you know, who's an All Pro. Uh, so a, a good defense just got got better. Uh, will they still be involved between now and Tuesday with the the trade deadline? Maybe uh, dark horse but for also, Henry. In all honesty, yeah, that, that, that's that's something to, to bear watching because it looks like Tennessee, which we'll get to in a bit, they're going to be sellers, right? Let's yeah. uh, at, at this point, but. Remember this too. Last the last game that the Eagles played was the first game this, this the healthiest that they've been all season, including Week One. So um, if if they stay healthy, obviously, uh, and and now you know half halfway through the season, can they find their stride that uh, was expected? Perhaps so, and you know that's that certainly bodes well for them. You know, this is one of those where Washington. Even though they played Philly tough in the first meeting between these teams, game went to overtime. Eagles mm-hmm. ended up winning the game in OT. I'm concerned about their ability to block. And Howell is on pace to take the most sacks in league history, yeah. which is uh, obviously when you're talking about David Carr getting sacked 76 times and that record, even with an extra game being in, in trouble, that's a pretty bad indictment of how bad your, uh, your offensive line is. Uh, I'm not going to touch this one. This is probably going to be an in-game potential if Philly yeah. gets out slow, sure. game, maybe lay less than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But, boy, it would not shock mm-hmm. me if Washington gets run off here, especially with how they played Philly pretty well the last uh, two times. Washington, also a weird team he- heading into the trade deadline. He's still kind of in the mediocre playoff race in the NFC. Uh, if they lose, they go to 3-5, and five, probably heading towards the wrong yeah. way. They're not bringing both of those young deep – defensive pass rushers back and young and sweat. So why, why well, would you not want to at least get something for one of them? It depends on who's making the decision. Well, the new ownership, of course. There. Yeah, new ownership. And, I mean, the coach wants to keep his job. He ain't looking yeah. to sell because he knows if they fall apart, he's looking he's for another so. job. He yeah. should be, he should be done anyway. I he, he, yeah, I think there's a good chance it is. But, I mean, if he wants to keep his job, he's going to do his best to keep as much of this team intact as possible. Let's go to Dallas. Cowboys. At home here, taking on the L.A. Rams. Rams fell last week to the Steelers. Uh, really a collapse in the second half more than anything by the Rams. Uh, I don't care that the rest may have given Pickett an extra foot and a half. Probably should never have gotten to that if you were L.A. Uh, Cowboys off the bye, of course. Last time we saw them, they won on Monday night against the Chargers in that 20-17 to game. Chris now at home, six and a half point favorites up from six. Betters did initially take L.A. though in this one. I got good two-way action on this game, but the last little surge was on Dallas. I still see a lot of sixes in the market, but mostly six and a half, Mm -hmm. which is where where we're at. I got to tell you, I made this number six, so I mean, I certainly don't have a strong opinion here. But I think the Rams, I thought they really were a coming team, so they ran into injury problems last week with uh, both running backs out, uh, their top top two running backs out against Pittsburgh. Although the running backs actually that they put in there didn't play that badly at all. Fine. Yeah, I think they were fine. I'll tell you the truth. I think if it gets to seven, it's definitely a take. Uh, I don't know if we'll get there because, like I said, right now it is toggling back and forth between six and six and a half. And I have a feeling we'll be back to six and a half be- or we'll be back to six before we see a seven on this game. Yeah, um, Cowboys off the bye, right? I mean, to, to Chris's point about the running back situation too, Rams offensive line uh, doing a pretty good job 
overall this season. I mean, look at what uh, you know. Uh, Stafford is is look looks terrific. I mean, he's he's a, what a what a consummate pro. Um, I, I think you know what's interesting about the Cowboys is Tony Pollard. It, you know, there was all this excitement about him this year. Was he better when Ezekiel Elliott was uh, was his you know backfield mate when you know and they were they were quick to get rid of him, which I understand you know mo- you know money wise they had to do, but he's not the same player uh, or the player they certainly thought that he was going to be. So um, are they going to be buyers? They're certainly not sellers. Are they are they going to be buyers and are they are they looking to to, to do some things too? I wonder with so. with, with Pollard. If how much of it is still that he hasn't fully recovered from that broken leg he suffered in the playoff game a year could ago be, against San be, Francisco? Uh, again, they don't really have anyone behind him. Rico Dowdle's not yeah. not a threat and no. didn't even have a carry in the league, <laughs> even though he'd been in the league for two years until. But he season. got he got them down right into the reds. He got them down inside the ten, and then Elliott pushed you know punched it in. It, it, he's he's not he's not. He's not the beast, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I still think he's not all the way back from that. No, leg they may not be. He doesn't have the burst that so, he had before. So do they? Do they? Do they make a a, a move here we'll between now and Henry Tuesday? Sitting out there, there we'll get go. to the Titans. Well, I think that would make Pollard so much better. He's Jerry just Jones, not your yeah, your bell cow, uh, right? Running back. He's yeah. not that guy. Let's uh, let's go to South Beach, Miami taking on the Patriots. What a win for New England last week. Mac Jones redemption. Uh, going down the field, 75 yards in a minute, 40 to take out the Bills in that one. Uh, Patriots get their second win of the year. Miami, their second loss of the year as they went on the road and lost to Philadelphia by two touchdowns. Uh, you know, uh, Vinny, we kind of had this discussion a little bit earlier in the week on Miami. Uh, curious Chris's thoughts on this for the Dolphins, where look, Miami has racked up a lot of yards and a lot of points. Against teams that are not it's, really any good. Their two losses are the better and, teams. <laughs> and the three games that their offense has not looked all world were the game last week against Philly, top-tier defense. Buffalo, before all their injuries, when they were still a, a top-tier yeah. defense. And New England, before they got all hurt and are now a, a shell of what they were in week two. Uh, obviously, Judon's not there. Gonzalez is not there. But, uh, Chris, I, I'm just curious with Miami. They're from 10 to 9 now on this. Betters have taken the Patriots. So what are your thoughts on the Dolphins right now with what we've seen where it's been more than half the games have been all-time good on offense and the other three have been, eh, this looks like a an okay football team. I'm not sure what we're going to learn with the game on Sunday. I really I, I don't I agree know. with you. Uh, yes. But last week, uh, you know, it was one of those games, I think they ran into a buzzsaw. You know, I think everything was against them going into last week. You know, there's only so much I could do with the number. We were at three. It's not like I wanted to go to three and a half. I, I loved Philadelphia last week. And it was the right side. As the week wore on. But, I, you know, again, uh, it would be irresponsible for me as a bookmaker just to throw out a three and a half just for the hell of it. I don't think that would have been right. Uh, but that being said, I think, you know, they they were absolutely the wrong team last week. Was it a bad situation or are they not that good of a team? I don't know that we're going to learn that this week one way or the other. I did make the number 10, uh, which is where we opened it. And the betters have come in. I mean, I'm at nine. I'm at the low watermark, but with business. I, there's a reason I'm at nine is because I got bet plus a 10, plus a nine and a half. You know, I'm at nine. Um, you know, I really don't like the favorite here, even though I made it a little bit higher. But like I said, regardless, I don't think we're going to know that much after this game, what the real Miami is. Be plenty of... Uh 
dolphin teasers, you know, yep. on a part Money of the public. Parlays. I don't know either if it's, uh, you know, a 10 is a, a 10 is a certainly a take on the number, uh, you know, at, at a touchdown and a half. Um, do some folks perhaps think that, uh, you know, Belichick has figured things out and maybe there's a, a, a you know, a experienced coaching advantage there? I, I, I can't, you know, I don't know. You don't, you don't always, you can't get into the heads of, of, of coaches. You can't get into the heads of betters. So, uh, you know, but look, it's, it was a take, a take on a number based on what people saw last week and what they saw was, uh, credit the Patriots for, for the way they battled and they, and they came back and they, and they won a game after being really criticized. I mean, let's face it, going into that game, they, they couldn't score. They couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. And, uh. And the Dolphins again, we saw them go against a quality opponent and 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 not be able to to perform. By the way, I think Tyreek Hill sat out a couple of practices, he, he but I think play. he, yeah. he came play. back uh, to practice uh, uh, at least yesterday or today. So uh, I think we'll see Tyreek Hill. In he, this game. he already said he's good to yeah. go. He missed yeah. uh, earlier in the week. He was yeah. back yesterday. He he will play. Yeah. In that one again, I I'm with you. I don't think we're going to learn a lot this week. Unless if they lose, then maybe we do learn something. Well, then we will definitely yeah. learn they, something. They, yeah. But I don't think they're going to lose this game. This is the type of team that they've played well, and they already beat New England even with their C-plus stuff on offense in week two. Uh, next week may be a little bit of a different conversation because they play Kansas City mm -hmm. in a game that's shipped to Germany, as as we all expected. Yeah. So the nice 6.30 a.m. Pacific for us well, out here on the West Coast. I would also say, check the health situation for Miami because they ran yep. into some injury problems last week. Yep. Uh, you know, if they get healthy a little bit, I, I think that I, I think it'll be a really good game against uh, Kansas City. I'm very curious to see how both of those teams react to playing the game internationally. We have not seen Kansas City have to do that in a long time. It's been a while. Did they have that game in uh, – they had the game in Mexico City. Well, they had the game in that game in Mexico City against the Rams got yeah. moved. Then they played there the following year against the Chargers, and the Chargers chargered in that one. So <laughs> uh that was uh again a little bit different going to uh to uh where is it Frankfurt this year? Frankfurt. Frankfurt, uh over in Germany. All right, Vinny. You ready for the Snoopy Bowl? <laughs> Giants Easy. hosting the Jets. Uh the Giants. I will give them credit. They have played much better the last two weeks. They should have won in Buffalo two weeks ago. Defense has been good. And they right. really, that 14-7 was basically the closest that game possibly could have been a week <laughs> ago uh, against the Commanders. They did find a way to win the game. Uh, Jets off the bye, getting healthier. Both corners cleared today through concussion protocol. So both DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner will go for New York. Uh, the Jets, got to specify here, will go for the Jets. Uh, no Daniel Jones again for the Giants. It'll be Terod Taylor. Uh, Chris, you're at 336 the total, which somehow is not the lowest total on the board this week. This is a toggler. Two and a half, three, two and a half, three. Um, I got to tell you, I like the Jets a little bit in this spot. I do like the way that defense is playing. That's not a knock on Tyrod Taylor. I think he gives him a pretty good chance, better than Daniel Jones. He doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, and you can't turn the ball over against a defense like this because you know, they're they're going to, uh, they're really going to be ball hawking, which is what the Jets do. But I, I kind of like the Jets in this spot. I think uh, I think they win this game, and I think three is um, – obviously, I'd rather lay the two and a half. But I think uh, sometimes price tells you the winner, and I think the, the price will tell you when it was two and a half, the wise, guy bet, the wise guys bet this up to three. They haven't come in. I got three flat, and it's been sitting there for a while. I haven't seen them come in and take it. So I, I 
I think the sharp money at this point in time is mostly on the Jets, and uh, I think that's the right sign. You should play the first half at Yale and the second half at Hofstra. Oh, there we <laughs> go. Very good. Just for old time's sake. Um, they played in the preseason. Yeah. That's what, I mean, they, you well, know, every was, year they have that game. That was the last game. preseason game. Yeah. The Jets played their guys for yeah. a quarter, mm-hmm. and the, Terod Taylor was lucky to get out of there alive. Yeah. And yeah. the Giants do get a little easy, a little bit healthier on the offensive line. Uh, John Michael Schmitz will be back at center. Which it is, looks like Andrew Thomas is going to play for the first time yeah. since week one. But even with those guys back, I don't know how the Giants are going to be able to block in this game. Uh, I, I was saying this earlier in the week. I think, uh, I think 17 might be enough in this game. You get, se- <laughs> you get wow. 17, you're probably okay here, which – if I'm saying 17's enough, I still like it under the 36. Yeah. Under 36. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a uh, late 70, 70s, early 80s uh, a total uh, where we you know we'd open them like 38 and <laughs> they can't yeah. bet under, you know. But no, nah, it's uh, listen um, something for everybody in this game. I think overall this is going to be a two a, a good two way betting game. Yeah. I mean, really, when when you know there, there's going to be a case made. Uh, you know, to to bet the Jets, and there's going to be a case made to say, look, I'll take the three. You know, because it, it's uh, because of the fact that it's three. All right, let's go to the lowest total on the board this week, which was <laughs> not that game. We it's a lower about. one, thirty-five in Nashville. Atlanta's a two and a half point favorite on the road against the Tennessee Titans. No Ryan Tannehill, so we will see both Will Levis and Malik Willis in this game, according to the reports. Looks like Levis will technically be the starter here. Uh, total's gone down from 37 to 35. Uh, well, you know what? I'll say this. I think the total's too low for one reason. We will have three quarterbacks playing in this game, capable scoring touchdowns for the other team. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so that, that, that is something when you have a total this low, you can't, really, you can't really take a defensive touchdown. And with these quarterbacks that are playing, boy, it is squarely in play with at least one defensive touchdown. Yeah. Or at least horrible field position. Well, or, or great field position exactly. for, the, uh, yes. for the offense. Yeah. What's the adjustment from Tannehill to Levis or Malik? Or... I have no idea what Will Levis is yet yeah. at the NFL level. I know Malik Willis is terrible. Yeah. That I know. But, but, uh, but is it four, five, six? What, 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 do you, what do you think? Man, I don't know because Tannehill's one of the worst starters in the league at this point. I know, yeah. I, I mean, I think at, at most a field goal. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was, was thinking, thinking four myself. Yeah, three and a half, three? I, I mean. I, was, well, I yeah. made, uh, with with Tannehill in the game, I made the, the Titans a slight favorite, two-point okay. mm-hmm. favorite. But now, without him, you go to Atlanta, two. <sighs> Even that, they laid me. <laughs> they, but they bet they laid it, right? Oh, yeah, they yeah. laid it. Now, I did get guys to take the three off me. Uh, but I, I think the number's kind of right there. I, 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 it's hard for me to trust Atlanta in a favorite spot yeah. on the road. I mean, I, regardless of who the quarterback is, you know, uh, you, know you still have Rabel. The guys, I think the guy's an excellent coach. Um, I, I, it would be very hard for me to trust Atlanta in this spot. I think if you saw a three, which I think we will see a three again, I think that's got to be a take on Tennessee. You know, you, you look at Atlanta, uh, they play close games, yeah. and they figure out ways to, 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 to win most, you know, most of them. And look, look at last week's a, a classic example. Not, uh, not stellar quarterback play, but I'll tell you what. Uh, they can run the ball. They have good, good, re- good receivers. They hit hard on defense. Um, the, the one... You know the one downside is, uh, you know, is is the inconsistency at quarterback. But 
He's he's the best quarterback in the game right now. I mean, <laughs> maybe the most experienced. <laughs> I'm just I'm just when you look yeah. at, it, I mean, that's no, the, I mean, that's that's the reality of this matchup. Yeah, so, yeah, um, and and oftentimes too, you know, from our side of the counter, you you look and you say, well, what's the adjust? Well, the money will tell you what the adjustment is, and that's exactly what's happened here. Well, it's kind of the same with Atlanta as it was with the Giants last week. Them winning by three was basically the closest the game possibly could have been. Ritter doesn't fumble the snap at the half-yard line. It, it's a 10-point win on the road. But they could have or, won the game by, by 10 or, or, or 17. I mean, when you I when think, think they should have won the yeah, game by but, at least yeah, 10. You know, so... Uh, they, I, Vinny, we, yeah. you know, all three of us have talked about this. Atlanta's talent, to me, is clearly the best in that division. The problem is that... The outside of one position. Right, outside yeah. the most important position, <laughs> yeah. where Ritter has... Yeah. Look, if they have a real quarterback against Washington, they win that game. Washington gave them a zillion chances, and Ritter just neglected to take any of them. Uh, and look, I think they would be a team that could end up with 11, 12 wins if they had a real quarterback, but because they're, they have a guy who I think is the next-to-worst regular starter in the league at this point, it's hard to win games on the road with a guy who's not any good. Now, granted, this yeah. week, you're playing two guys that might be worse. <laughs> yeah. My, my first thought was there's 330 million people in this country. Yeah, We, we can't, can't find, find three quarterbacks yeah. better than this. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would just have a lot of trouble trusting Atlanta. Yeah. That's all. I, I, I have no problem with that. Again, I think that total is too low because the prospect of defensive play yeah. setting up points is just yeah. too high in this game. All right, let's go to Green Bay next. Speaking of subpar quarterback play so far this year, the Packers at home, tough loss last week on the road in Denver. Now they come home, and now, Chris, this one's been an interesting one, the way this has moved, where you open Green Bay one and a half against Minnesota at home. Mm -hmm. You got as high as Green Bay two and a half. Mm -hmm. And then starting on Tuesday, after, Tuesday morning, Tuesday after, morning the Monday night. after the Monday night game when Minnesota – Really nice effort. Great win on Monday night. Flip. Now Minnesota, point and a half point favored uh, with a total of 42 here on the road at Lambeau. This goes to show you why the bookmakers make so much money. <laughs> People over-adjust by what they saw last week and went from a home dog to a road favorite. It's one of the best trends out there. And, and, games are decided on the field, but prices are decided elsewhere. And this is one of those situations. I had one of my, you know, on Monday morning before the Monday night game, one of my sharpest guys laid me the two and a half on Green Bay. And I didn't move it because I didn't want to go to three. But I highly respected this guy. And I took note of it. The next day when we opened it up, did I open it back at pick? I yes. can't remember. Yeah, yep. I opened it back at pick. I stayed under mar the market because I saw Minnesota was one mostly. So this, you know, I, you know, this is an over adjustment off of one game, and uh, you know, I mean, would I beat down the doors of bed Green Bay here? No, but I thought they did deserve to be a very slight favorite. If I was out there betting, I was probably, I would probably look for a good money line to play on Green Bay because I think this is essentially a pick'em. You know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody was talking about the trade deadline, you know, approaching, and Kirk Cousins' name was floated out there, uh, particularly to go to whether it was New England or the Jets or you know Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, look, the bottom line is uh, this team, it, it, despite their regular, if you look at the last couple of games, they're back to their 
their ways of a year ago where they won one, you know, close games, right? They lost them early this season. Now I'm not saying they've completely righted the ship and turned things around, uh, but there's belief there. Um, and really, when you look at it, he's, he's, he's the better quarterback in this game, right? When you compare him to, to, sure. to Jordan Love. Sure so, Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, even though they, they showed some depth at wide receiver, particularly last week, uh, and and their defense their defense played played well against uh, one of the best teams in the league in in terms of the Niners. So um, this this the Vikings need to if they're gonna if they're gonna get back into the uh, uh, the postseason hunt. This is a game that they're they're gonna need and they're gonna and I think the betters are gonna uh, back them, especially based on what Chris said about uh, what they recently saw. I have no idea what to expect out of this game, but. When you bring it up, and you're you're 100 percent right, like the home fa- the home dog becoming the road favorite the next week is the best time to go against that team. Yeah. Now, can I get there on Green Bay? I'm not sure. Well, that's they- that's that's what this all comes down to. Where I thought Pick was right. Yeah. These teams are very too. similar. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Cousins is better than Love, but I like Green Bay's defense more than I like Minnesota's defense. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think I can do anything here. I think maybe in game. That's where you go. There, there, there are. There will be. There will be an opportunity in in this in game scenario where I probably am getting one of these teams close to a touchdown. That would be the opportunity uh, if we're going to do that. Uh, Vikings again, one and a half on the road at Lambeau, forty two. The total. I would say one more thing. Big coaching advantage for Green Bay. That's my opinion. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I'm hmm, surprised at that. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I, I like LaFleur more than I like O'Connell, but I think I think it's a little closer than than, than you think there. Okay. It's fine. Well, we're allowed to disagree. We're, we're, that's we why disagree all the time. That's why there's betting. <laughs> that's why, that's uh, why uh, that exists uh, right yeah. there, Chris. That's why does it count? I don't want everybody to look at the board and say, oh, my God, those are perfect. <laughs> Where's my car? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, think O'Con- I think O'Connell's solid. I, I think he's solid. I think, he, I think people have soured on him because of what happened last year, where they just played over their heads. Uh, it's not necessarily his fault. That's just okay. his team being what what it was a year One ago. One man's humble opinion. A hundred percent. Let's uh let's go to the late games, Chris. This is a very interesting one in Seattle. Browns back to back wins with PJ Walker playing quarterback. As we it's all not PJ Harvey. Oh, it's PJ Walker. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry. Um, you know, with the Browns, it's very interesting. They so they now last week, Cleveland's defense did not play well. And they still found a way. They still scored 39 points. They get it done, 39-38. Yes, we can talk about how the refs gave them the ball at the one-yard line when they shouldn't have until they're blue in the face. But, hey, the Browns still won the game. Still won the game. Uh, They're not giving it back. They're 4-2. and Uh, Deshaun Watson is out again. That whole situation is just bizarre (laughs) right now with Watson's shoulder. Uh, But here we are, Chris. Uh, You're market high right now in this game on Seattle at 4. With money, because I yeah. really kind of like Cleveland in this game, you know. And uh, let me just say, as a Steeler fan, I am so happy to see this Deshaun Watson situation. <laughs> and they're committed to $250 million guaranteed. I mean, that has to be the worst contract in the history of sports. Anyway, that being said, I, I like Cleveland. I think his number's gotten too high. I, I'm at four just with business. That's where I need to be because they've laid me all these numbers. But if you're asking me, um, you know, I, I really think, uh, I think the dog is, is the right, uh, side here getting more than a field goal. You're up to four in this one. 
You got to beat you essentially by a touchdown, probably. Yeah, I don't see it. I like Cleveland. Good, you know. Uh, you mentioned it. Their defense outside of last week, um, you know, has been exceptional, right? I yes. mean, they get they get no some doubt. things figured out here. Um, look, four is we is one of the key numbers too, right? And we know about three. We know about seven. Uh, but four is also a, a, a key number. So uh, I, you know, I think I think overall we're going to wind up with good two way on this game. I mean, we're probably going to need the Browns, and and with that defense, if you need them going against Geno Smith, that's uh, not necessarily a bad thing. Now I will say this: this is one of the better home field advantages uh, in in the NFL. Uh, you know, uh, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Seattle, difficult difficult place. Uh, to, to play, you know, you'll, you'll you'll probably see some, uh, uh, you know, some some silent counts uh, on the part one of the Browns. Two. One or two of those, I, think, I yeah. would say. I'd bet the over. You know, <laughs> I, I, this Cleveland team, and, and this is kind of how I feel about the the AFC North right now. We'll get to Baltimore and we'll get to Cincinnati in a, in a few moments here. Where up until last week, it didn't feel like anyone grabbed the grasp of this division. And Baltimore seemingly has grabbed the grasp of it after what they did to Detroit a week ago. But if I'm looking at those teams behind it, it's like, all right, you know what? Cleveland's got the best defense in the division, even with how good Baltimore's defenses look. If Joe Burrow's healthy, Cincinnati is the best quarterback in the division. Big if. And as much as I like John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin's still the best coach in that division. This division is wide open, despite the fact that it looks like a team has taken control of it. It would Baltimore at five and two and coming off a domination of Detroit. Yeah. This division is for the taking. Chris. It's still half a game. Yeah. And the no, Steelers beat them. Yeah. You know, so that, that, you know, essentially tied. Right. And Baltimore did beat Cleveland and Cincinnati. So that's why if you're looking at divisional prices, that's why Baltimore is as big of a favorite as they are to win the division. Yeah, they look the best. There's no question. Oh, I agree. I agree. And look, they are the rightful favorite in that division. And we talked about this yesterday, Vinny, where I, as of this moment, if thankfully I don't have an MVP vote, but if I had one, I would vote for Lamar Jackson at this moment. It, between him and Mahomes. Mahomes from, is the favorite. Yeah, and he is. And Mahomes is the betting favorite um, right now. But, but Jackson's having a, having a good year. Um, you know, you look at the divisions and you start breaking them down, right, for seven playoff positions. Yeah. Right? So which... Which division is you know which division or divisions are going to have multiple participants? Well, probably uh, that that start with the uh, AFC North, right? Mm -hmm. um, AFC South, I don't think so. No one. Uh, one for the a West. AFC East, a couple maybe. And and the West, it depends on what the Chargers. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it, I, I the Chargers, and we'll get to them here, but. You know, every game is, is comes down to the end. They either are going to win a game at the end uh, or they're going to lose it at the end. So I'm not so sure about two teams coming out of there. I, I'm in the camp at this point where both the there's going to be multiple teams out of the North and the East. It's just a matter of... Does one of them get three? That's exactly it. Which one of those divisions gets the third? Will it yeah. be the AFC East or will it be the AFC North? I would very much lean to the AFC North right now at the moment, mm -hmm. but we'll see how it all plays out down the stretch. Uh, there are two. There are questions of even with the win last night about Buffalo, and obviously there are plenty of questions about the Jets' offense moving forward in the AFC East. All right, Chris, let's go to a matchup we saw barely two weeks ago. Now I love how the NFL does this. Oh, we're going to have you play your division opponents twice in three weeks. That makes a lot of sense for everyone. Uh, Denver, who of course went to Kansas City 
two Thursdays ago, lost 19-8 to in that game. Now hosting the Chiefs. Chris, the betters like the Broncos here from eight and a half down to, to seven. And the total has gone up from 45 and a half to 47, despite what we saw two weeks ago. I got to tell you, I, I got a little bit of money minus the seven. I got money plus the seven, too. So, I mean, I mean, sharp money. Definitely on the dog in this situation. You know, I know Denver definitely played them tough last time. Uh, you know, Kansas City. You know, I don't know. I mean, once again. Uh, I did make this number a little bit higher, but more than seven on the road to a division opponent who just saw you two weeks ago. And I know Peyton's gotten a lot of flack this year, well-deserved. But let's not forget, the guy has been around for a long time. He's a really good coach. Seen this team for the second time in a couple of weeks. You got to figure he's got a few things up his sleeve, certainly defensively. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think seven right now, I'm going to probably get back to seven and a half at some point, but I have a feeling they'll probably take that seven and a half. But, uh, I, you know, it's hard for me to pick a right side here. Whew, gun to my head, I'd, I'd probably take Denver with, with the seven or anything above seven. I'd probably get seven with uh, even money or maybe even a little bit of juice. But uh, it'd be very hard for me to bet Kansas City in this spot. Something unusual that we've seen this year compared to the last, let's say, Four years, five years. We almost every week we need the Chiefs. Yeah. We bet against the Chiefs every week. Now there was a time. Now, you, but yet I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound contradictory. The Chiefs are still a public team. Chris's point about this being you know professional money uh, is, is spot on because there's gonna be plenty of Kansas City money line parlays. There's gonna be plenty of uh, Kansas City parlays uh, at seven and uh, and teasers. But the reality is. Uh, as as a bookmaker, if you have if you have the Chiefs going for you every week, that's not a bad position to be in either. I mean, so, uh, but it is unusual this year so far that uh, just about every week money shows against the uh, the Chiefs, and we know that, and uh, it's 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 anticipated because actually in a in a I'll call it a normal betting year or or a, or a betting a previous betting year, this game would have opened uh, nine and a half or maybe even ten. So we, we take into account too, uh, not only results of games, but how game how teams are and, and games are being bet. I like the dog. I, I you know it's it's you get them already. No, I I didn't. I'm waiting for that seven and a half to reappear, okay. which I think it based off of what others in the market have right yeah. now, where it's seven and juice on the favorite. Right. This thing's going to get back to seven and a half. Yeah, because we do everything at 11 yeah, and 10. Yeah, years, this thing so, will know. get back to seven and a half at some point. You don't have to go far, my friend. No, <laughs> I, no I know. And it's just one of those where there's no real rhyme or reason for it. No. But it's a number. It's, it's a number. Kansas City is going to Germany next week. This is also the second time these teams have played each other in two weeks, in three weeks. And I'm just curious of. Well, what we saw from Denver's defense last week, which was much better, and honestly, the last two weeks have been much better mm -hmm. for Denver's defense. Is that an anomaly, or did they actually finally turn the corner? And if they turn the corner, this feels like one of those games that Kansas City totally messes around, but they find a way to win like 27 to 23, 27 20, which on the seven and a half would be good. Uh, so, yeah, at seven and a half, I very much like the Broncos. I'm going to wait to make sure that we get that whole, get that hook, because obviously we know. Big difference on that one uh, yeah. from seven to seven. By the way, that's that, that's one of my teams. I still give two and a half points for home field. Just because of the elevation. 
Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I go by results. I'm trying to yeah, go okay. by results, you know, but I, I, I would say yeah, actually three games in a row, Packers, Seahawks, Broncos, I give two and a half for all those three. I'm not sure I give them to anybody else. I know you don't give it to this team we have next, San Francisco. No, I don't. Not I don't. not with that place, the uh, the the uh, the big gene there uh, yeah. at Levi's Stadium. Uh, you know, this all comes down to will Brock Purdy get cleared? Uh, there is hope on the San Francisco side that Brock Purdy's going to make his way through concussion protocol. Uh, he, no player has gone into the protocol this year and has played the same week. Hasn't happened yet. Even and though he's practicing, even though he's doing even though he's moving around, he still yeah. hasn't been cleared. Probably would come down to Sunday morning on this. Yep. If he's not able to go, Sam Darnold will make the start for San Francisco. And you know, I'll say this, Chris: when you open this, you open six and a half. Uh, obviously, on, when the news came out, you moved it down to three and a half, like the rest of the market did. It is kind of funny, and it, and it just kind of shows what Cincinnati has not done so far this year. Sam Darnold is the quarterback of a team that is a four-point favorite over Joe Burrow right now. This kind of shows what Cincinnati has done so yeah. far this year. Can I tell you something? I don't care if it's Darnold. You don't think it's enough? I, no, I, I think San Francisco kills this. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I, that's, you know, one man, something. God knows, I've been, listen, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been wrong countless times. I think San Francisco kills this team. And I, I tell you, everything that I've heard about Darnold, even going back to the preseason, has been really positive. Now, why? A lot of it has to do with coaching. We mm -hmm. knew the kid had talent. He was the number three, I think, overall oh, pick. Yeah, he's number three. Yeah, it, we knew the kid had talent. He's in with a very good system, a very good coach, a very good squad of players around him. He did not have any of that with the Jets. Oh, oh, oh for all that. Thank you, Adam Gase. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for all that. And I... I almost, I mean, if I, if I was out there betting, you know, really, so I put this out and they asked me right away, do we want to take this off the parlay card? I said, leave it on the parlay. And I'm not, I don't know who's going to win. Listen, even the best handicappers in the world don't go more than 58%. But I, I really like San Francisco in this spot, okay. whether, no matter who plays a quarter. They did, uh, they did lay the three and a three and a half, right? Yep. When it got down Back that low. So. Yep. I think you want to also check on the, the status of uh, Debo Samuel, who may sit again, and because I think they have a bye next week. Samuel, so, Samuel, yeah. it would be a shock if he played. Yeah, yeah. so he played. he's probably not going to play. Williams, offensive line, uh, uh, questionable miss, right now. So I mean, so it's a you know when when injuries get clustered in, in their in their key positions, then that's where you you really have to make some some key adjustments. Again, McCaffrey last week was a game time decision, and uh, it was a hell of, it was a hell of a decision. <laughs> pretty effective. Uh, so, yeah. um, but to, to to Chris's point here, this is another team that we're never at a loss for. But the the you know the Bengals are getting healthier, right? I mean, and we did see Burrow uh, a couple of weeks back have his best game of the year. At least he he moved better. He was throwing the ball better. He was throwing the ball deeper. Um, but I, I think, you know, overall here, again, uh, the afternoon game here, this uh, this this will probably get more more San Francisco money as we get closer to kickoff. My one concern with Cincinnati, and we brought this up mm -hmm. yesterday, even in victory, these last two games, still sub five yards per play on offense. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's not good, mm -hmm. especially when you're talking about a guy who's supposed to be at the top of the league in Burrow. Even her win against the Rams, they were 4.2 yards per play. You do that against San Francisco, I don't care if it's Darnold or 
or, or whoever their third string guy is, if if anything were to happen to Darnold in the game, if Pop Purdy can't go, San Francisco wins that game if if the Bengals are averaging mm-hmm. under five yards a play. Can't get any no yeah. no running game going None. at all. That's why I, I heard you mention that yesterday. That, yeah. that yeah. you know that that's I think a key stat here. I mean, I just don't think the Bengals are that good at this point. I yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing how it really is just flipped out of dime with them. All right, let's go to let's go to Arizona here. Baltimore's on the road at the Cardinals. There's a weird thing this week where I think some people thought Kyler Murray might actually play. <laughs> uh, he's listed as doubtful. He, he it's not happening, guys. It's going to be Josh Dobbs. Play what? <laughs> <laughs> not 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 Call of Duty, Vinny. Uh, actual say. actual uh-huh. uh, NFL say, games. Get, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, uh, Chris, so you're back to nine and a half now with yeah. a total of forty five. Uh, just a matter of this for Baltimore. Just you're, it's it is a road game. It's a spot they're not. They very rarely go to Arizona. It's once every eight years. Uh, it's just a matter of handling your business if you're Baltimore coming off that just absolute obliteration of Detroit a week ago. Yeah, you have to look at the letdown possibility. And, uh, you know, Vinny's kind of mentioned this a couple of times. Arizona, not very talented, but they play hard. They sure do. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I opened this eight and a half. They bet me up to nine and a half. Um, I don't know. That's another one. I, I, I'd have to either take Arizona or pass here, even though. My power ratings come a little higher, but diminishing returns, uh, you know, these road favorites, you're getting up close to double digits. It just doesn't happen that often in the NFL. Not sure they might win 42 to nothing. God only knows. But I just think if you look overall, you got to take, and I think we'll get the double digits because they've yeah. already laid me the eight and a half. I see mm-hmm. tens out there. I think we'll probably get the 10 at some point. I think you got to take the Cardinals with that inflated number. And like I said, Baltimore last week. Well, if they played that game in February, they're going to win a Super Bowl. Oh, like, I, I agree. Yeah. But do they go on the road after that game into Arizona? I mean, listen, I, I just don't see it. I, 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 you know, Vinny talked about there's look aheads for college and then there's letdowns for the NFL. This looks like a perfect letdown spot for me. I, I would have to go with Arizona, but if I was out there betting, I'd wait till it gets a 10 because I think it will get there. We saw it happen with the Cowboys. Uh, in, in, in a mm-hmm. similar similar spot here. It'll it'll get to double digits uh, because it'll be carryover right from the morning games. Oh, so that's going to contribute to it. We'll probably get ahead of it, and uh, you'll you'll see 10 here for sure. Maybe, maybe even more. Let's go to Sunday night. We're waiting all day for Sunday night. Tyson Bajant getting the second start. Bears look good last week, but I think that had more to do with the opponent more than it had to do with the Bears themselves. Uh, Chris, you have not moved this number at all. Open eight and a half has not moved the whole week. Total has jumped around a little bit at 46 right now. This is another one. I think the number is a little too high. I mean, I'm with the market because I'm getting good two-way play here. But I kind of like the dog. You know, I I think uh, Ryan McCormick mentioned it on Frank's show that, you know, and he's a big Bears fan. He has Chicago roots. And, uh, you know, he thinks that the, 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 the powers that be in Chicago don't really like fields, would like to have an excuse to get rid of them, and they're going to do everything they can here to make Bajan look as good as possible. And i got to tell you, he looked pretty good. Totally solid on Sunday. He's very composed. He he looked pretty darn good. Uh, And listen, I I remember saying this one time on some radio show I was on, and these guys cracked up. I said, you know, the Chargers tend to do chargery things. Oh, yeah. And they, you know, going back, I mean, before you were born, I remember Dickie Post was their runner. But you don't even remember that. That's a great go, name. Go though. look him up. Dickie Post was their star running back. Uh, they just do 
things like that, you know, and it's eight and a half. I, I'd like to bet you somebody's going to win this game by three or four. And, you know, give me eight. In that case, give me eight and a half. I, I like the Chargers. Or I mean, I like the Bears quite a bit in this spot. Public bets the Chargers here, and the uh, pros are going to wait to get as many points as they can and take the dog. It's pretty simple. I have absolutely no idea other than the fact that I know that I have that that a lot a lot of people will have the Chargers in Survivor this week, oh, and I yeah. think properly so. But they will be sweating it out till the final moments of yeah. this game. I can think of One two way. guys that might have that. Yeah, so no, I, yeah. I mean, look, it, it's going to be a sweat all the way through on the Chargers in Survivor pool, which probably means that I like the Bears plus the points. <laughs> if I'm saying that uh, in this one. All right, before we go today, guys, Monday night. The Raiders and the Detroit Lions. Lions got smacked last week in Baltimore, as we know. The Raiders, uh, right now, all three quarterbacks that have played for the Raiders this year, Chris, have more interceptions than touchdowns. If that's not an indictment of the coaching staff, I don't know what is. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo limited at practice today. Uh, Daniel Carlson is out, by the way. That also could rear its head for how good of a kicker he is. Eight, it opened seven and a half, bounced as high as eight and a half, now eight with Detroit laying it at home on Monday night. I think Detroit makes amends for that. I tend horrible to agree with you, Chris. Last week, you know, I've talked about double digits in this league, but at home, off an em- total embarrassment last week. And, you know, football, sometimes games can get away from you. Well, this game was 28 nothing before you turned around. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the game was over early, and it just kind of snowballed from there. But I think they make amends this week. I like this number a lot higher, even though my power ratings come to eight and a half. But I think the situation, I think it's a great situation for, for Detroit to come in. And, and I mean, this is the kind of team that I think they can beat up on. Whether they'll be, be able to beat up on these teams come December and January, I don't know. That's a big question mark out there. But I, th- I think they could beat them up in October. And I think that's what you're going to see. This game is going to go back up. I, I, I think, you know, we, we, we did touch eight and a half uh, for yeah. a little bit, right, Chris? And then, uh, I, I mean, again, with so much going, carrying over to it. Now, locals have supported the Raiders uh, all year, although last, last week we did need the Raiders yeah. uh, uh, for the first time this season. But um, I think that there's going to be a lot of backing for, uh, uh, for the Lions in this game. Uh, this game will continue to go up. If it is Garoppolo, it's a little bit harder for me to lay. If it were one of the other two guys, I there's not a number that I would not feel comfortable laying with Detroit, I think. A hundred? No, I don't know okay. about a hundred, right. but but <laughs> ten, in the realm of realistic numbers, 10, 10 and a half, 11, I think I'm with you. This just feels like one of those. They haven't been, the last time they had Monday Night Football in Detroit was 2018. They gave the Jets 40 plus points in that game. That ain't happening again Mm-mm. on Monday night. I think Detroit runs them out of the building, even if it is Jimmy G. And the Raiders kind of look like that team that I thought was going to be one of the worst in the league. I know they found a way to start 3-3. Three and three. This thing going to snowball fast on Vegas, and it's not snowballing in a good way. Can Jimmy G last the game? It's a good That's question. A part, right? I mean, you hope he does. I mean, it, it, you know, for, for health purposes, especially if you back him. But, oof, been rough been rough I, again that whole division after kansas city has been a mess basically even though the raiders are three and four they haven't scored more than 21 points in a game this year the broncos 
Defense giving up 70 earlier in the year, and the Chargers are the Chargers. <laughs> the only way to describe it, they're, they, they are who we thought they were. The Chargers do chargery things. Yeah, <laughs> just a team with all that talent, and they're yeah. sitting there two and four. Well, I hope, you know, because I like Herbert. I mean, a kid, I, I, like I said, I, when these kids come mm-hmm. into the league, I root for all of them. I'm going to root for half of them. On, I root against half of them on a weekly basis. But I want to see the league thrive. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to see Herbert thrive, and mm-hmm. boys better he better get a better situation around him at some point. All I will say is Justin Herbert has had to deal with Mario Cristobal in college. Ooh. Anthony Lynn is rookie year, and now Brandon Staley. That is not the trio you're hoping for if yeah. you're looking for a sustained It's not success. as bad as Sam Darnold, but it's, it's, uh, it's pretty it's close. It's not Adam Gaze, but, you know, it was yeah, close. probably close. I mean, the, the, Bulls, the Bulls-Gaze combination is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So when when the uh, Chargers are up by three and it's fourth and three from their own thirty late in the game and they, and they go for it, you you're you're going to be okay, Vinny. You're giving me nightmares. Yeah, Stop. please don't, please don't do that. Please don't, just punt it away and make Beijing go eighty five yards on you. All right, well, that's all the time we have. It's been a good football Friday. Chris is going to oh, put, put our curve pretty close. Oh, I better put my hat on. You got to put the hat back on. Okay. Absolutely. There, there we go. go. See, Cowboy Chris in the studio. Vinny, Chris, always a pleasure. Always a lot of fun. We're back next Friday with this show. Alex White and I are back tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8 in the morning Pacific time. Hit subscribe. Yes. Hit subscribe. Hit subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube. If you want to be my friend, hit subscribe. Hit subscribe right now if you're watching us on YouTube because you'll also be notified that Alex White and I are on at 8 in the morning tomorrow if you subscribe right here where you're watching us. Also helps us with more subscribers here on the YouTube channel. For Vinny Valuo, for Chris Andrews, shout out the crew. Sean, Jerry, Ryan, and great work as always. We'll see you tomorrow on Sports by the Book.